Broadcasting from the world-famous haunted winery here in Warren, Michigan, this is Ghostly Talk on March 1st, 2009. Ghostly Talk is independently produced every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time to converse about all things paranormal. For more info, go to www.ghostlytalk.com. Thank you, Bonnie. Tonight, we talk afterlife data with Dr. Dennis Gariga. Um, have you ever seen a tall, blonde alien? Well, Mariam Delicato has, and she'll be talking to us later. Finally, Dr. Fred Allen Wolf from What the Bleep Do We Know joins us. This is going to be, just by my running around here, that our special guest host, Mr. Keith Brewer's in the house. Hello, Keith. Hello. Uh, and he's seeing me run around in circles and all that fun stuff. I'm pretty sure I saw dust. Yeah, that's how fast I was moving. So I forgot to grab my laptop, because um, if you haven't been able to tell yet by uh, the way Bonnie sounded, uh, Doug and Bonnie are actually uh, remoting uh, uh from you know to do the show tonight, uh, Doug, Bonnie, you guys there? Yep. And indeed, we are. We're remoting from beautiful, sunny Florida. We're actually right in the center in Orlando right now, or nearby Orlando, anyway. You had to and say unfortunately, something. you caught us um, going out to dinner because <laughs> we haven't eaten today. You know what happens is when you're out and about, sometimes it takes a while uh, to schedule in these important things like eating. 
we did indeed get breakfast. Not yes. if you're on Weight but Watchers. No, not. not if you're on Weight Watchers. You have to eat no matter what. Well, that's true. That's true. Fortunately, neither of us are uh, saddled with that possibility. <laughs> I prefer to watch my weight grow. <laughs> that's my pastime. <laughs> so you guys are going to get dinner right now? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. But I'm still going to hang out and do the show. Because you're dead. We'll just see you... some crunching and munching and ordering and stuff going on, but we're used to that anyway during the show. Yeah, yeah, it, that's part of the course for us. Um, so basically, yeah, uh, Doug and Bonnie are going to be remoting. It, it's ironic because if this happened uh, back in June of last year, I was in Florida um, and I remoted the show uh, from you know down there from the beautiful deck of the condo we were staying at. I was there doing the show and stuff like that. Nice. And uh, Doug and Bonnie sat here and, and and they were in the driver's seat. Now it's, the, the roles have been reversed. They're down there hanging out. I got to hear how's things been down there so far for you guys. Absolutely, totally incredible. First of all, it was two two eighty degree days in a row. How can you beat that? I mean, you can't beat that with a stick. And so what happens is we we ended up getting sunburned and suntanned. I will definitely be showing you that. Um, Scott, I'll, I'll be showing you my face uh, as soon as I can possibly see you. And you'll be, you will either be really jealous or really um, angry that I stayed out in the sun so long. Well, it's your skin. So I'm not going to be angry. I can assure you of that. Right. I'm pretty sure he might also beat you with a stick. <laughs> the weather. Yay! I mean, no! It's just not right. Yeah. It's not right. You know how cold it is here. So it's been more or less an R&R for you guys. You've been kicking back. Um, it, it has been a paranormal free trip. We get to do those every once in a while here uh, on the show and stuff like that, and I'm pretty sure it has well, been. Huh? Scott, I have to correct you briefly. It's not totally paranormal-free. Why is that? Because, you know, nothing we do can be absolutely paranormal-free. This is our hobby. This is our passion. And so we met up with the venerable Vance S. West yes, of, I, yeah, um, yeah. of TrinityScience.com. Oh, yeah. We met up with him last that was all day yesterday, and then today we happen to have sitting at our table a very famous, very funny, and very paranormal individual. We have the one and only Jay Gao. Yes, Gowan from Encounters Paranormal Radio Series, from, from oh, wow, from everything. This is the Jay Gao. He's on the phone right now if you care to say hi. Hi, is Jason there? Hi. Hi, Scott. How did he get on the phone? Hi. <laughs> Sometimes I work in mysterious ways, like Jesus. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I'll recap uh, from back in June. Uh, I actually got to hang out with the same people, Doug and Bonnie. I got to hang out with Vance West the first night we were there, which was uh, absolutely amazing. We've been working with Vance on the show here for, God, since 2003, I think. We've been working with Vance, and it was really great to finally meet him in person. And we got to go to Disney World uh, with Gowan, Amber, and I. So, yeah, it sounds like you guys are kind of following the same track that we're following. Yes, only the other side of the state. We're on the Gulf side where we're staying, and you guys were on the ocean side, I believe. No, we were on the but Gulf side. That, what? We were, on, we were at Madeira Beach. Oh, interesting. So you, it was, it's pretty, a car, pretty much a carbon copy, that. Yeah, yeah. You guys are pretty much staying in the same place we were staying at, probably uh, down the street from where we were, sta- where we were staying at. So, yeah. Yes, man. We're, we're in the one-and-a-half-star hotel just up the street from where you guys were. Oh, okay, because we were in a condo. We had to rent a condo for the week. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, no, we the got a one-and-a-half-star 
motel. It was pretty much worth that. Yeah, one and a half stars. <laughs> well, either way, you've got the warm. Yeah, you got the heat. We don't have that here. It's ice. It's literally. We're not happy. It's fro. It's it's freezing up here. It's it's painfully. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, Doug. Like back you know years ago, when we were buying all of our gear and stuff, how we'd go out and uh just it didn't matter how cold it was outside. We wanted to go out and try our gear out, and there was that one particular night where we went out to that cemetery that was next to the prison. You know, Keith, you know what you know, cemetery I'm talking about. Um, yep. And we went out there. With our cameras, and it was so cold outside that we stood. We were we were out there for maybe like five minutes, and we got in the car and we were in pain. Our hands they weren't cold; they were in pain, right? It was actual yeah. pain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our fingers were literally frozen through to the bone. I really thought that was the closest thing that I could have ever to frostbite. It was ho- it was horrible. So yeah, that's well. Just the point being is that that's the weather here. <laughs> That, that, it, it's, it's so horrible. it's freezing cold out, guys. So and I'm saying that as a person that loves snow. Yeah, it's you, horrible. You too. Okay. Yeah, you also <laughs> because you know I'm Nordic. Okay, and I love the I love the cold. Um, I have my personal beliefs about the cold. I think when it gets cold outside, the retard factor on the street goes down by about seventy percent. Right. Um, Occasionally, because retards they don't want to come out. They just want to hide. Right when it's cold. But when the weather or breaks. Drive. Or drive. When the weather breaks, they come out and, you know, they're in army stature. They're out there just destroying everything in sight. There's a two-week period of idiocy when it snows. The first two weeks, people forget how to drive. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but in general, I mean, people just like, you know, it seems like things quiet down a little bit. Snow literally freezes up all the stupidity around us. Uh, and that's why when the summer comes, I'm like, oh, God. Because it's just kind of like when the winter comes in, it's like, oh, boy, everybody's going to be driving like idiots. When the summer comes, the same exact thing happens. So you guys, have a, I hate to say this, but you come back, you're going to be hitting ice-cold weather, guys. I'm sorry to tell you. And some snowballs chucked at you from Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do believe I we froze wait. your clothes yeah. in the freezer. So <laughs> when you come back, we did not do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so you have to hang out with Vance. You're hanging out with Gowan right now. You guys are coming back tomorrow, right? Exactly. Tomorrow afternoon we're supposed to fly in. However, I've heard that the East Coast is undergoing a big major snowstorm. Yes, it is. At the moment, like as we're speaking. And it, so it, hopefully our plans don't get delayed. What'd you guys do with Vance? I gotta ask you, because I know me and Vance just sat and drank. Oh, you don't want to know. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what didn't we do? They with involve Vance? all we three of him. you. What? What's that? <laughs> what, what we did is we took him. We ended up going. Well, to first we got some mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> that reminds me of a show we saw once when oh. on the road. But anyway. Um, <laughs> No, that was ranch and sugar or something. I don't remember. It was idiots. Anyway, no, no, no. This was, we, it was all pretty cool. We went to the St. Petersburg Pier, and evidently there is something about 70 and 80-year-old scuba diving. They must do this, and they do this off of the St. Petersburg Pier. And um, what, what we got to see was them coming back in from their trip, floating in on their backs and cracking jokes with the people standing and fishing off the pier. And it was it was so like not <laughs> it was so like not um, Michigan that I thoroughly enjoyed it. There was a car show on the pier, I bought an ice cream cone on the pier, and there was also a pirate ship arr, arr, on the pier. It was amazing. So where was Vance when this was going on? 
he was take, tagging along. And this, by the way, was the first time he'd ever been to St. Petersburg Pier, even though he lives within minutes of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, did I hear that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You guys talk amongst yourselves for just a moment, okay? What happened now? Where are you going? Uh-oh. <laughs> we want we want to order our food. I knew it. All right, I'm putting you put yourself on mute. I don't want to hear you getting your double cheeseburger or whatever the hell it is. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want to torture you. I have some. Yes, I'll I have put myself on mute. I have some announcements to make, so just pop on in whenever you feel like it, Doug. Okay. Oh, we're gonna hear this guy. Oh, that's he's like not Scott. Scott. He's not, he's not on mute. Listen to him. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this up. The trick is to be smarter than the. They're talking crap about me right now. Listen. <laughs> well, did he just order? Uh... <laughs> is that fast food? Of course, it's fast food. Did you make a run to the border? <laughs> I told him. To, now you just heard me tell him to tell him to put it on mute, didn't I? Yep. yep. I said, put your phone on mute. I don't want to hear you ordering your burger. And he's got it off mute right now. Dog. Doug! Put down the milkshake and burger. Doug! <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna pull him out. I'm just gonna pull him out. Alright. I'm gonna pull him completely out because I, I can't I can't perform with that kind of noise in the background. Anyways, this is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I am Keith. Doug and, bon- Doug and Bonnie and, and Gowan are ordering food as we speak. I'm trying. I'm actually listening to them in the in the monitors right now. You guys can't hear it. A couple <laughs> things I want to announce. Actually, Keith, behind you, right behind you, there on one of the shelves, you see those uh, those DVDs there, those those ones that are all the same. Whoa! What was that? Anyways, I'm sorry. That was grab one of those DVDs off the shelf right there. Yeah. We're going to be giving away another one of these. Let me, dun, let me dun, see. Yeah, there it is right dun, there. Cool. Dun, dun, I gave away one of these last week. Uh, one of our illustrious listeners. Um, uh, won this DVD, and we have another copy of it this week. We're going to be giving away EVP Postmortem Canticles of Necromancy. This is some really cool Ooh. stuff. Um, basically, this is an artist. Uh, his name is Scorpios from uh, Germany. He sent us a whole box of these things, and it's like all kinds of wild music, but it's mixed with EVP. It's really cool stuff. We're That's not doing it yet. We're not doing it just yet. Um, I'll be letting you guys know when you have to start emailing in, but not just yet. Sometime tonight, we're going to be giving away uh, another one of these DVDs tonight. Uh, really cool stuff. EVP, Postmortem Canticles of Necromancy. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, A funny story about that, Scott. Yeah, what's up? Wasn't wasn't it like Wednesday or Thursday? Somebody tried to pre yeah. <laughs> Somebody emailed us this week and said, I'm trying to jump you on the mic here uh, before you guys get on the air. I want to win this contest. And it don't work that way. Sorry. Uh, I think it's However, Michael, I yeah. think it's a very clever idea. It Thank was a very, very good me. try. I, I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying your uh, cheese bread, by the way, Doug? Oh, actually, we're at a Mexican restaurant, uh, so we're I, I getting the chips and salsa. Well, we heard you ordering. I'm sure it's only a point or two on the way. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, update on my thing. I'm down 15 pounds now. I think I think I told you that this week. Ooh, so I'm down. Gosh. I'm down. Yeah, I've lost Awful. 15 pounds. That's my other my other big announcement this week. Uh, so okay, we got we did the DVD thing. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more later on. Uh, I want to mention our seven year anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I want to keep pushing this thing. This is going to be the 20... Oh, my God, my brain just... It's on our website, but God forbid I look at the website. 21st... The 21st. 21st of March at the Bear Den. March. At the 21st, Bear Den. Yeah. 2009. Yeah, the world-famous Bear Den we're going to be having this at. Um, yeah, don't look at me funny like that, Keith. You know what's going on. All yeah. right? The Bear Den? 
We'll talk about it, it later. It may actually be, got it, may, I found out this weekend, it may actually be the Haunted Bear Den. Oh, the Haunted Bear Den. Mm. Yeah, well, we've, we've discussed this before, that you've had some well, weird yes, stuff happen to you. There's even more evidence now. And I haven't seen it with my eyes because I've been away. But um, what we did is we put a uh, webcam down in the basement. Really? Where some of the activity was happening. We put a webcam, and it, and it triggers to record or to take pictures or whatever if it sees anything going on. Okay. 2 a.m. in the morning. Nobody in the house. I'm in Florida. Uh, nobody else lives there during the weekend. Um, 2 a.m. in the morning, and I haven't seen this yet, but evidently... The entire basement lit up and started flashing for two minutes. What? Like, flash, 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 flash. Like, it, it just was insane, evidently, for two minutes starting at 2 a.m. Who were um, Either Friday night or Saturday night. Well, did this get recorded? E, uh, EJ is the person, you know, who, who kept up the website while we were on Coast to Coast AM. Yeah. The same person who, who, you know, we both know. Um, we all know, actually. Oh, yeah. They, Unsung Hero uh, goes That's the person who reported it to me, and I believe he captured the the stuff. I believe he did. I'm going to have to get with him on that this week and uh, see if we can get that up on the website, maybe. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys posted on that. That's insane, though. That sounds very interesting. That, that's very... That, that's insane, dude. Uh, so is, it a, yeah. is it a flaw in the webcam, the software, or did this really happen? We're going to have to do some investigations. Like I said, I just heard about it. I haven't seen any of the evidence yet. I mean, we might have to camp out down in the basement at the, at the Bear Den there sometime and just hang out and just do some recording. Do, and see do, we do, get. Do, I'll bring the marshmallows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Heard> camping. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's interesting, Doug. We're going to have to look into that some more. Uh, other thing I want to mention, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm in big trouble for this, too. Um, you guys remember these lost archives I've been talking about? Yep. Um, yep. Well, I'm really trying to get those things done. I don't know if you heard about this or not, Keith. We... We're doing some, we're kind of consolidating all of our data we've, we've compiled over the years, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, I was going through some stuff, trying to find some old stuff, and I come across, I was actually reorganizing a bunch of CDs I have and stuff like that. And I come across this, this writable CD that didn't have any label on it, so I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. So I slap it in the computer and I find a bunch of stuff on there, and long story short, I end up finding four archives, I think it's four, three or four archives, that were lost, actually. Really? Of shows from 2003, I think. Um, and uh, what my plan is here, uh, people, you guys have heard this for the last three weeks. I know I'm sorry. Is I'm I, I'm going to be getting these things done and getting them up on the website so you guys can check them out. I was I was hoping. I know last week I I will quote myself by saying that last week I said I would have them ready this week and I didn't get them done this week. I am going to do my damnedest. To get, I know, tisk, tisk, tisk. I know, I'm a horrible guy. I'm going to do my damnedest to get these things done this week and get them up on the website for you guys. I totally apologize. Um, I, I, I'm I, sorry. It just was one of those weeks. It's been kind of crazy around here. And I really it's always crazy. Them. I, I got to get them done. So that's that's a, that's a big thing. But again, we were talking about the seven-year anniversary thing, though, too. Um, that's the 21st of March. We're right. inviting all of our friends out for that who listen to the show. Which means I will not be there. Yeah, Keith is not going to be there. We don't want you there. Sorry, dude. You're gonna... There's even a picture of my face. So just <laughs> Do not let this guy in. You can't let him in. No, Keith will be there in full force. A bunch of us will all be there in full force. We're going to tape the show that night, and then we're going to rebroadcast it Sunday night for a regular show and then put it up there for, for the All archive. because of me. All, all because, because of Keith, because it's all about Keith there. So that's a big thing. Well, he has to tape it, or you have to tape it, rather, and edit all of me out. <laughs> well, we got to watch it. I don't want to spend the whole day you editing. You don't want to hear them. any, like, drunken Irish songs in the background. <laughs> 
we're gonna we'll, we'll do our best, Keith. I hope we don't <laughs> we don't get too much of that on there. So yeah, that's uh that's a big thing coming up here. Uh, new month ahead of us here. Uh, big night tonight. We've already talked about that a little bit. Uh, a few minutes we're we'll gonna be talking to Dr. Dennis Grega uh, about his website. Um, what is it? Oh my God! AfterlifeData.com. Really interesting website. We'll get more to that also later on. Another thing I want to mention tonight too is um, submit your commercials. That's what I have on my notes. And I've been kind of pushing this the last couple of weeks, too. And we're getting some great submissions. We're going to have a lot of new stuff you're going to be hearing on the show here. If you have a if you have a podcast or another radio show, a paranormal show, or if you have a ghost hunting group or something like that, and you want and you have like a little 30-second, one-minute uh, commercial bumper thingy, whatever, um, send it our way. If it's an MP3 form, if you really want to send a disc to us, you can. I, I don't suggest you waste your money on postage and, and discs and stuff like that. Uh, but if you really want to send us a disc of it, you can send it to P.O. Box 321, Warren, mm-hmm. Michigan. Yeah, we've had a P.O. Box forever. P.O. Box 321, Warren, Michigan, 48090. Send it, just email it to us, though. That's the best way. Email it to us. It don't cost smoke any money. Smoke signals. You, there you go. Smoke signals will work, too. Whatever. Whatever is going to be the cheapest for you to do. But we'll, we will play these on the show for you. We, we are free advertising here for everybody who wants to have something on the show. Feel free to do that. It's totally cool. Uh, but send them in. Submit your commercials. We really want to do that. And thank you to all the people that are submitting their commercials. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, it keeps this show. Uh, it keeps the show free. It keeps everything here free. And we don't. They, and the people that are submitting commercials, ask them. They're not getting charged for it either. We're not charging them for any type of airplay or anything like that. Um, it's all free. Can't stress that enough. Can't stress that. Totally. Free. Are you guys still out there? Or are you guys just stuffing your faces now? No, we're still here. I could have swore I heard chewing. Well, what else happened? What else did you guys do down there? You're killing me. What else did we do? Wow, what didn't we do? We did go to the beach, and we um, wandered up and down the beautiful white sand and looked out at the ocean, or at the gulf, and thought, why can't this be in Michigan? Why do we have to come up to here? <laughs> but I have to say, Floridians are extremely fortunate because there's, there's hauntings down here as well. I mean, you know, you can't go anywhere without somebody telling you about their hauntings. So there's hauntings down here as well. And um, uh, so they, they've got it uh, all the way around. They've got the beautiful weather. They've got the sandy beaches, the gulf, um, the attractions, and just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> yes, the beautiful people like Hulk, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> And uh, and then we have um, hauntings as well. I mean, this place is rich in history, and the I mean, just the I think February is like Pirate Month or something. They've got this pirate armada or regatta or some, I don't know some uh, going on, and um, it's just <laughs> amazing all of this history happening in such beautiful weather. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, and you guys are going to... Did you have to say beautiful one more time? Did you, yeah, how many times are you going to say beautiful, Doug? Or There's also degrees? a very beautiful tiki bar. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you guys get... You guys got loaded, didn't you? <laughs> or well, still. we found a winery, too. You found a winery? They yeah. actually have the Florida winery... They make wine. There's only one wine there. There's like, what was it, 56 or 36 selections of a wine lot. that they I make? I don't know. They were all good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, they Only one of them was made out of grapes. What? The entire rest of them are made out of like Hemp. citrusy or, or tropical kinds of fruits and okay. just amazing stuff. 
Well, is so it we is may have even bigger and badder parties because they do <laughs> mail order up to Michigan. Oh God, mm-hmm. is it nicer than the Haunted Warren Winery? <laughs> um, yes. Mm, only in the fact that they have wine there. Well, we have we we have all types of wines here. We have uh, I'm we, we have Tucker. We have we have Absolute. <laughs> I we have water. I mean, what a Dolly Fop that may be. I mean, it's Coffee. beautiful. I mean, I so I think I think we have plenty of our stock here, our fine stock here at the Warren Winery. Uh, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing or trying what you guys are going to bring back from Florida, though. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's good. Uh, we we hope to impress. <laughs> you better. <laughs> so Gowan's there with you guys. Uh, we we heard from him a second ago. What has he? What has? What trouble have you guys gotten into with him uh, so far? So far, the only thing we did is we drove around looking for the restaurant. That was a hoot. But uh, <laughs> but what we did is we we tried to relate to, relay to him some of our adventures in Florida because you know him being from Florida and. Usually broadcasting on what WBZT, uh, WBZT here in uh, Florida, yeah. Southern Florida. Um, you know he's he's used to all this wonderful weather and things like that. So we had to impart to him how incredibly fortunate he is. And then, of course, he takes the wind out of our sails and says, "Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania." And well, we're yeah. like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, then you get it. You get how excited we are." <laughs> <laughs> and how angry we are that you are there. <laughs> it's still a nice move to go from Pennsylvania to Florida. Uh, yeah. Because it's just as cold in Pennsylvania. we got plenty of friends in Pennsylvania. I'm sure they're freezing to death right now, too. But uh, Less clothing, except... God, even, the, even the studio's CD. cold tonight. I mean, it's, it's okay. even cold in here. And, I mean, we have the heat on this place. So, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous here. It sounds like... Oh, my God. It sounds like everything's going really good for you guys, though. I'm glad you guys had a good time. And you'll be coming back tomorrow. Yeah. You'll be Jason back. wants to. Jason wants to impart some knowledge upon you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I just, I just wanted to tell you how much I love you and how much I miss you. <laughs> Scott, wow. He misses you. <laughs> he misses you. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Gowan. Yeah, it's, it's been too long. <laughs> well, we'll have to do Disney again or something. Yeah, and Tower of Care is not the same without you. Oh, really? Why is why is that? Because there's no, it's. I'm embarrassed, but I'm the only big guy screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the pictures from last year. My hair was just like standing up. It was hilarious. It was just, it, Amber's hair was standing up. It was. We, I think didn't Amber buy a picture from that thing, uh, Jason? Uh, yeah, I think she did actually. Yeah, we got the picture from the Tower of Terror, and we all looked just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it just, it's, it's unbelievable. That's probably one of the coolest things they have. That's, uh, that's uh, Universal Studios. And that's probably the coolest ride there. I love that thing. It was so hmm. awesome. Um, it's always fun we to watch. We were like your... eight times in a row. Oh, did you? <laughs> it's always fun to watch your lunch contents come right back up. Pretty much, and then go right back in. Because mm-hmm. I mean, this thing just or like bounce off your head. Well, yeah. you know, like you think, remember the Demon Drop at Cedar Point? Yep. I mean, that thing's like super old right now, and that thing's got like twenty five years old now. Yeah. Um, that thing just takes you up to the top and drops you. Right, and that's it. I mean, yeah, it's pretty. It sucks. It's heavy on you, but this thing takes you, and no, 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 don't. It doesn't twist. It just drops you, and then picks you up, and drops you again. Drops you. Does this back and forth, back and forth, and it's a randomizer. They said that Amber, <laughs> Amber, because Amber knows everything there is to know about uh, about Walt Disney World. Um, she said that they actually installed a randomizer into the system, so it isn't the same every time. It's a different ride every time you go on that thing, so you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, I used to have a buddy named Dave who could do that with just grabbing someone's feet. <laughs> 
sounds to me like it's more like the pile driver of terror. Mm-hmm. I I mean, pow, pow, oh, it's pow, awesome. Pow, it's pow. an awesome ride. It's a really good ride. It's fun. And yeah, we'll have to go down there and do that again, guys. Sixty dollars. Thing and make me puke. <laughs> Yeah, which made me pay to go there for that crap, and I'm like, this is what I'm paying for. This is great. I mean, so I can throw up with the crap food that I ate from this place earlier too. Yeah, whatever. Lasting memories, as long as you get on. We got about a minute left, guys. Any closing comments before we get into this show? No, no I'm good. Comments. Doug, <laughs> Jesus Christ, worst. this is a mess. Oh, I love it. You guys, I, I just have to say, being in Florida this time of year for a Michigander is definitely a treat. Um, I, I, I really cannot describe the feeling of laying out at the beach and getting sunburned um, in 80-degree weather two days from the end of February. It just is it's the penultimate, even for a ghost hunter. Well, I hope you've enjoyed rubbing it on our faces for the last half an hour, Doug. Uh, I'm glad you're going to get some snow burns from me as soon as you come back. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go to break, though. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Dr. Dennis Griega and Michelle Sabo, actually, too. She's going to be coming on with uh, doc, uh, Dennis, Dr. Dennis Griega. Uh, you're talking about afterlifedata.com. It's going to be really cool. This is Ghostly Talk. I am Scott L. And I am Doc. Whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And I'm Bonnie. I think we got everybody in there. We'll be right back after this. All right, listen up, everybody. I'm Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. Yeah, you know me from Strangeland and the House of Air and TV and Star the Zone Screen. And you're listening to Ghostly Talk. Know that. Mall State Paranormal is proud to announce it's hosting the first East Central Indiana Paranormal Conference, July 9th to the 11th. Three days of special guests, workshops, lectures, and fun events. Fun for the whole family. For more information, please check us out at paraconference.com.
to share a recent experience uh, where I strongly believe that I encountered a shadow person. When I looked, it was January 5th, 2046. I just, you know, I want to find an explanation for it. I want to rule it out as, you know, something that was logical. There are many things we have yet to learn about and understand. Join us here at Supernatural Existence and learn about the many mysteries of the universe. Feel free to subscribe via any of your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, or check us out on the Supernatural Existence website at www.globi.com. The mysteries are waiting to be understood. I really want to see something supernatural with my own eyes. Not hear it or think I heard it or anything like that. Actually see it with my own eyes, capture it on camera, hear something weird or something like that. This is Ghostly Time. Bounce back into the show with a heavy groove. Keith, who do we got coming up here on the show? We have Dr. Dennis Grega. I'm sorry if I butchered that. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Dennis has been interested in the paranormal from an early age. He has been seriously researching afterlife source information since 2003 after reading Gary Schwartz's study on mediums, which lead to the collaborative creation of the afterlife... Creation of Afterlife.com. And the Michelle is also there? I'm quite sorry. I didn't. <laughs> this is professionalism. This is very professional. Michelle Sabo. Oh, I'm sorry. Sabo? Sabo. 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 Yes. This is why they don't give me a mic. <laughs> Michelle Sabo has been part... part little, 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 all right, that's it. I'm okay, all right. I'll participated fully in the creation of uh-huh. AfterlifeData.com. Mm-hmm. Her interests are in psychic, paranormal, afterlife, energy work, yoga, organic food, natural, ooh, naturopathic medicine, and the like. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their website, their website is www.afterlifedata.com, and I'd like to welcome Dennis, Dr. Dennis Grega and Michelle Zabo to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Thank you for inviting me. I'm quite us. sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> Keith is very, very I sorry. I right on the head. <laughs> <laughs> if that's any indication of what's going to happen here the rest of the night, I'm going to be sweating by the time we're done here. Um, yep. <laughs> AfterlifeData.com. Um, checked out the site. Thought it was really interesting. And, you know, there's, there's, I think there's, there is this thing with, you know, sites coming around now, they're, and they're trying to, like, more or less collect data. I mean, you know, it's... I think the, at the beginning with, uh, with the internet and stuff like that, when it comes to paranormal research, uh, a, a lot of the, the first wave of website, I guess, was more displaying stuff, which, you know, this is, that's what part of this website is too. But I think the second wave now is more of a collection type database thing. You see what I'm saying? Um, of websites that kind of try to collect these things. Why'd you guys start up afterlifedata.com? Well, uh, there's a wealth of information out there yeah. in terms of, uh, the afterlife, and you know, we're probably pre- preaching to the choir right now. But the idea was to somehow present a, present a format that would, you know, give this information in bite-sized chunks and allow people to, you know, look at it and look at various, you know, topics. We tried to pick out 200 and some topics that we thought would would be of great interest, uh-huh. and uh, essentially uh, tried to put this in, into a format that made it interesting and informative. 
and try to be convincing and to, to give a description of what the afterlife is like. And this, this is surrounded around Earth only. This isn't like, I mean, this is all afterlife type st- studies. Am I correct? I mean, that's that's a huge topic in itself, but I just want to make make sure we specify that, that we're just dealing with afterlife type studies, correct? Well, yeah. the thing, we actually, if you, um, on the website, we have a number of sections. Mm, okay. um, we talk about um, them in general sections. Uh, there's death experience for adults and children. There's reincarnation. There's life on Earth. Um, Dennis, help me out because I'm forgetting the other ones. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, re- yeah, there's transformation from human to spirit. But you're right. Uh, the focus here is on the afterlife. Uh, we don't cover, you know, near-death experiences or EVP or out-of-body body experiences. There's a number of great sites like that right now that cover those areas. Well, yeah, so, and that, that's why I find this, this, this project, this website, so interesting because it is focused more on afterlife studies. Now, I, now, Grant, there have been a lot of studies that have went into, you know, what happens after we passed away, but I think what a lot of the research, I mean, as far as a lot of the, the public and popular research that's going on nowadays is just, is there a ghost here or is there not a ghost here? Right. right? Three-second uh, attention right. span. Yeah, you know, I mean... You know, and go ahead, Dennis. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Dennis, I'm sorry. Well, you know, if this is the first time you're looking into the area, you know, you'll, you'll pick a book out and you'll read it. And the question is, you know, does it stand on its own? None of the books stand on, the, on their own. When you take them together, however, it presents an overwhelming amount of evidence and they support each other, which is what we found, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, statistics itself, you know, there's a 95% agreement. And we thought uh, we weren't expecting that. Uh, we knew that there was a lot of consistency, but not to that degree. Well, 95% agreement on, I mean, on, I, on, on these that, topics. On these topics, as far as that they really are happening, like, for example, like a transformation from human to spirit. 95% right. of, of the people out there that may have been, you know, asked about this believe that that's going on? I mean, that you do no, turn to a spirit? What, we, what we've taken is, is we've taken uh, published works and compared it to uh, actually a baseline. Uh, our collaborators who wish to rename, uh, remain anonymous right now yeah. are from created Afterlife 101. And uh, one of them is a medium who has, you know, from that they've generated a book about the afterlife, and we've extracted 265 topics from that book. And from there we took then research, published research, going back to the early 1800s to the present, and then extracted that information and compared it with those topics to see if there was agreement or not. And we're finding that this published material, the channeled material, and we've also taken between life regression information, they're agreeing uh, to, a, to the degree of 95%, wow. which is uh, astronomical. We didn't expect anything close to that. Well, you know, I mean, and That's this is, well, yeah, this is based on, I mean, like you guys said, research articles and things of the sort. Um, I mean, did you guys take any type of analysis from just people themselves? Like just, I mean, my question, is, I'm going to try to ask this. I don't even know how I'm going to ask it, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Uh, did you talk to people about this also? I mean, did you, or was it just research that you guys re- that you researched on um, to get these, to get these statistics? Did you also talk to people too? No, uh, we're, right now we're using published sources, uh, from well-known mediums, uh, you know, like the Seth material, uh-huh. uh, Alan Kardak, who, uh, you know, wrote in 1859. Uh, we're taking, um, information that has been reviewed by others, uh, over the years and have found to be credible. You know, and I- we're, we're wondering whether the information in those books actually makes sense with what we're finding out. 
And, okay. and we're finding that it does. You know, one count- other area that we're planning on um, expanding into uh-huh. is to begin talking to other mediums and seeing what their spirit guides are bringing through. Interesting. So that we can also add that to the data. Yeah, what we're hoping to do is actually form circles uh, from, you know, different places around the world, actually, uh, with other mediums that will be asked the same questions that our current medium uh, is answering and is providing spirit commentary on. And this way we can actually get, uh, you know, agreement uh, or disagreement, you know, from other mediums who, you know, we will definitely investigate to make sure that uh, we feel that they're credible. What I find really interesting is, you know, you mentioned a, a year a few seconds ago, 1859, right? Um, yeah. Some of these published works you guys are looking at. And what I found, you know, this I find this very interesting is that, I mean, that 1859, that's obviously a very long time ago, okay? Yeah. Um, and really, when it comes to afterlife studies or even paranormal studies in general, I guess when we, I guess we can circle around ghosts and stuff like that and the afterlife. It really has, we're still kind of, um, from what I've seen, we're kind of still asking the same questions, though, I think. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's a, you, you need to keep asking these questions, but I find it fascinating still that that's how elusive this study is or how mysterious it really is, too. That, I mean, we're, we're still on the cusp. We're still, we're still trying to figure, you know, just, cu- yeah, just hit the, maybe the, the crust of the thing, right? Yeah. To try to get answers sure. to this thing. I mean, you guys follow what I'm saying on that? Oh, sure. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, NDEs only came about, uh, you know, in the 70s. You know, in terms of uh, popularizing that area, uh, same with out-of-body experiences. You know, basically it was generated by Monroe, although there was earlier works, you know, like Oliver Fox in the 20s. Uh, but still, not very many people uh, know about those those pieces of work. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the areas on the paranormal are relatively recent. Well, yeah. yeah including J.B. Ryan from Duke, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was in the 30s and 40s. Well, yeah. So we're not talking about more than 100 years there. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, uh, as we know, there is a lot of, there's a lot more research being done. I don't think necessarily on the afterlife. I think it's more, again, like I said before, on, you know, I just want to get scared. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, I, 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 let's be well, frank, that's, you know. That's explainable, though. I mean, mankind's always been wanting to. Well, we've it's always wanted to explore. Fear, we've always, yeah, we've always wanted to explore the unknown and things like that, and it's it's become a very popular thing to do that, and that's really cool. But I, you know, I don't think I think this is a very interesting topic though to really start diving into the afterlife itself. We've talked about it a lot here on the show, I think, uh, but I think it's something that it, it. And I'm glad to see somebody's really diving into it to see what's going on with this thing. Also, I mean, because I think, it, like anything, I think, guys. It's all interrelated some way or another. I mean, I think right. the ghosts and afterlife—they're—they're they're married. They're—they're—they're they're, they're stuck together. I mean, it, ghosts could be the explanation of the afterlife for all we know. I mean, we can't explain that just yet. But I mean, to see a, to see something centralized like this, I think it's great. Oh, I agree. Uh, you know, in terms of ghosts themselves, uh, what we're learning in terms of channeled material is that uh, there's a number of different quote types of ghosts. Uh, some of the information, or you know, some of the visions that you see are aspects of a, a particular event that that happened that caused a lot of energy in that area, and it keeps replaying itself, which is why some of those ghosts uh, don't respond, you know, or don't even seem to be aware. They're not even really ghosts. They're yeah, not, residual like hauntings. Yeah. Of the soul. Uh-huh. Pardon? Residual type hauntings. I guess that's exactly yes. That's a technical yes, term then, for it. And then you have right, and then you have the other. 
you know, uh, the, the people that are actually confused and are not aware of the fact that they're even dead and, and continue or have, uh, you know, strong feelings about remaining on the earth. Yeah, there's sudden so. sudden death, you know, and that's why we've talked right. about that, you know, places like Gettysburg. Well, why is a place like Gettysburg so haunted, right? Uh, well, you know, you're, you know, I mean, I hate to be so graphic, but you know, if you're standing there in the middle of a battlefield and you know you're you're getting it on, you're like, okay, I'm gonna get the job done here, and then boom, something blows up and you are gone, right? Right. Um, right. That, you don't know, you may not know. Hey, something just flashed and that was it, and now I'm walking around here and there's no answers, no nothing. Yeah, just, no, uh, nothing's going on here. And that's a very you know logical thing I think for if if that's to that's to assume that you know we're you know that you know the the soul is a conscious living bre living breathing I shouldn't say living and breathing but a <laughs> conscious thing but I same idea yeah. that thinks after you pass away right so I mean there are all these things and they are interrelated together um, this obviously these are the things that make Afterlife Data a unique website what else do you guys think make this a unique website I'm just curious. Well, you uh -oh. know, the, things that we're, the, the two main points that we're trying to get across in the site is, one, uh, that the evidence is so overwhelming that there is an afterlife, and two, we're trying to describe what the afterlife is like. So that if you go through all the topics on the site, yeah. you'll see that it covers everything from, you know, uh, why you reincarnate, uh, what your purpose is on, on life, you know, is there exercise and activities, you know, in the afterlife, what do you expect after you die, and so forth and so on. And so the idea here is if you get past the first plateau where, you know, now I'm, I'm pretty convinced that there is an afterlife, what, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. What's going to happen when I die? And we're trying to give a description. And we've actually changed our, uh, the way we're going to do research now. Uh, before we were going to uh, take spirit commentary on disagreements, uh, but instead we're going to actually expand the topics and just start covering more and more, both in terms of you know what our purpose is, our life on earth, and yeah. what we can expect in the afterlife. Well, you know, and I'm on the website as we're talking right now, and you mentioned reincarnation, so I kind of just hit that link, and I, yeah. I and I just want to read this really quick because I think this is really cool. Uh, if you hit the re the reincarnation link on after. At after, it's on the homepage of AfterlifeData.com. Um, spirits reincarnate on Earth because they are being given the opportunity to accelerate their learning process to achieve higher consciousness levels. This occurs because they become involved with so many more experiences in the physical world. And I've often heard about this, you know, that that's why reincarnation occurs. And, you know, I always just put in a nutshell, I say, you keep coming back till you get it right, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. Um and I think that, you know, while there's a lot more to it, it's much more complicated, that is part of it, though. I mean, you know, getting it right does mean maybe you've learned something finally and you can achieve that higher level of of, of, of consciousness, of being, I guess, as a spirit body. Um, and, you know, we often hear about people with past lives and things like that. Uh, right. And, yeah, all these things just kind of tie together. This site also, what I find a lot of fun is that, you know, this is kind of, and I hate to use this website as an example, but it, it's kind of like a Wikipedia of the afterlife because you guys literally, I mean, you go into this and you can get lost in it because, I mean, you hit a link and then there's a bunch of other links, you know, within all this information you guys are putting out there, um, your sources, of course, and things like that. Uh, and it just, it, there's all types of information here. It just blows my mind that there's so much here just on the afterlife by itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we found that. 
even after the first week, we were getting like a 30 to 40 percent return rate. I think, you know, people <laughs> they couldn't read everything in one one sitting, you know, so they were coming back, which was great. You know, it well, was good to see. And when it comes to the visitors to your site, and this is something, you know. Right now, with the way the world is, especially here in the United States, I mean, these are, well, the government says that, you know, we're in a recession, which basically, if they're going to admit, in my opinion, if they're going to admit we're in a recession, that means we're in a depression. <laughs> so, you know, I think people, there's a lot of desperate people out right there right now, and I think it's been proven time and time again, tried and true, that when people hit hard times in the physical world, right, they sometimes look to the the, the spirit world or the afterlife uh, for answers, possibly, and they try to get a bit more spiritual. Do you think that's? Do you think that may be tying in with the return visits or maybe all the traffic you guys are getting? Um, yeah, it, that could be. Uh, you know, there's other indications that uh, other things are going on. For example, uh, there appears to be some kind of consciousness revolution going on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and there's like you know, 10,000 law of attraction sites out there. But there's also <laughs> some indications in the, you know, the between-life regression material that there's going to be a, uh, a decision that's being made to thin the veil, so to speak, to make it easier to communicate or to transfer information between, you know, this plane and others. And that came through uh, Michael Newton's work. And so we're kind of wondering, you know, whether there's, like, you know, a combination of things. I, I, I'm sure this. There's people wondering whether they can, you know, get help from from some other force. You know, yeah. maybe they'll learn about it on our site. Yeah. But I think there's there's other things going on. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're obviously, and I this. this I'm sure we're going to, I mean, I was at the bookstore the other day, for example, with my girlfriend, and there's like, you know, in the, you know, in the spirituality section now, it seems like it's a growing thing. They're, re- they're, they're reproducing like rabbits now in the section. There's more and more books in there on 2012, right? There's, you know, and yeah. I don't, I have my beliefs about it, but I think sure. as we inch closer and closer to that, coupled with a lot of the stuff we have going on. I think people are also becoming more interested in that because we've been hearing about it our entire lives. Like, oh my God, 2012, right. end of the Mayan calendar. What are we going to do? Well, we're there. Uh, <laughs> you know, right, right. Sink or swim, guys. What's going to happen here? The question I think <laughs> is, is it going to end up another 2000? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. My yes. my theory, my theory on two, when when we turn, you know, the millennium, the big millennium party. <laughs> you know, my my whole thing back then because people were asking me like, well, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, well, all these people that are freaking out about everything we're all going to die i think it's self-immolation they're just going to off themselves because they can't handle it you know <laughs> thankfully you know i didn't hear about mass suicides going on thank god <laughs> right but it's because i hit the bodies yeah you hit <laughs> keith hid the bodies for us thank you keith uh but you know i think it, what really happened that night what really happened that night um i know i just kind of hung out and just it was just I, business as usual Exactly. So, you know, maybe I think there is going to be this this ramp up where your guys' site's going to be getting a lot of hits. I know we get a lot of questions over here, too. And, and I'm thinking, really, when we go into 2012, yeah, there, there may be a switchover. There may be. People might be from all this chatter about it, right, all the ideas going around about 2012. That may be what makes the change for us, and maybe we might be enlightened. I mean, I, mean, this, I know this is kind of off topic, but what do you guys think about that? I mean, do you guys have any opinions on 2012? Um, you know, obviously, if there's a, you know, like with Dean Radden's work in that, with the uh, the collective consciousness yeah. of a group of people can make changes, and um, I, you know, I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, you know, the question is whether it's going to be catastrophic or or peacefully done. I guess you know that's 
the biggest worry in a lot of people's minds. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm not even going to worry about it right now. Either, yeah, I mean, really, there's, I have to go, I, yeah, I got to go to work tomorrow. So. Yeah, I, I, all the time I see people getting worked up 2012 on my work. I got the mortgage to pay worry. here. I got stuff to do. I'll deal with 2012 when it shows up. That bridge is a long yeah, way you know, out. Most of the cans of food is going to expire by that time. <laughs> We got a couple minutes, unfortunately. I knew we were just going to fly through this thing, but <laughs> personal experiences from you guys. I always, we always like to ask people this on the show. I mean, what kind of, ex- most people who get into the paranormal or studying the afterlife specifically like you guys are, it's usually tr- sparked by an experience they possibly had. I mean, did you guys ever have any experiences? Uh, yeah, uh, a number of them. Uh, actually, we've had uh, a few over the last couple of days. Uh-huh. Um, I was actually in Michigan uh, a week ago because my uncle, 92 years, died. And, um, I'm sorry to hear that. Two days ago, uh, he was walking out of Cain about a year ago and asked my uh, my cousin's husband to uh, if he could borrow their extra cane. Uh, they couldn't find it. They scoured the house. So uh, this past week, uh-huh. uh, he was walking down the hallway and the cane fell right in front of his, his, uh, his steps. Oh! Unbelievable. And then my aunt went to bed that night felt there was something in the bed with her turned over, saw my uncle, and then he looked at her and vanished. Whoa! Hmm. Yeah. yeah now, we've been intense. smelling uh, the perfume of my mom, who died in 1999, for the last two and a half years. No, wait, she and felt... Not, not only here, but also my dad has in Michigan, and also uh, my, my aunt has smelled it. That was her twin sister. Oh and then a cousin God. in Connecticut has also been smelling it, too. She actually felt... Uh, yes. And then he yeah. just he just vanished. And then he vanished. He actually looked at her, and then he vanished. Oh my so, goodness! Uh, that is yeah. that That's is awesome. crazy. I can't. Any, okay, I'm I'm a little speechless on that one. I haven't heard of one like that in a while. <laughs> Michelle, how yeah, about you? How about you, Michelle? Uh, you know, I've had little things um, throughout my life happen, and you know, you kind of until you start really thinking about this more and really delving into it. You kind of, you know, pass it off as, oh, yeah, you know, coincidence, you know, or whatever. And, you know, which is pretty typical for everybody, you know, especially if you've, you know, been brought up in a Christian background and Uh and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, you go, oh, no, you know, that's not anything like that. But (laughs) (laughs) it started to become really apparent. Um, You know, the last couple of years with, you know, Dennis's mom's uh, perfume, it is just so distinctive. And, you know, at first we thought, well, maybe it's uh, something where, you know, it's the flowers that are blooming or something like that. But this is in the dead of winter we get this. Yeah. And it could be in the house, outside. Inside, could, outside, doesn't it could, matter. It could cover a whole area. At one point, it was. It felt like she was walking in front of me because the person was moving as I was walking. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it, there's, um, you know, we had a wonderful uh, cat, which actually we have up on our blog, the story of it. Um, she came back to us the day after she passed. Hmm. And we're completely convinced that um, the visit from... Some cat that we've never seen before and have never seen since, who had come up to our back door, knocked on the door, we all petted her, and then left. Yeah, how many animals in your neighborhood come and knock on your door, huh? Well, yeah. Uh, many. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have hey, some sugar? This cat, this cat was jumping up against the door, wanting to get in. Yeah. And, uh, and it came in, and all the kids petted it, we petted it, and then it ran off, uh, jumped on a stump, looked back, and then ran away. We've we've never seen it since. Oh my goodness! We, we never, never saw it before. Yeah, it was completely incredible. 
Well, unfor- we're like, oh, well, you know, a new cat in the neighborhood. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> go ahead, Dennis. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Uh, just came to visit us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> figure, huh? Unfortunately, we are at the top of the hour. We we flew through this thing. I, this always happens. We get into this stuff, and we got to cut off and and move on. I apologize about that, guys. But hang on the line for one second. Thank you so much sure. for joining us. We really oh, appreciate it. Good, good. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you guys had fun. <laughs> I had a yeah. good time too. Good. Hang tight for one second. All right, guys. Okay. Don't don't leave us just yet. Hang tight. All right, uh, really great talking to us. Afterlifedata.com, awesome, awesome, awesome website. And there's a lot to look at there, guys. Check it out for sure. I've been kind of like, you know, as we were talking tonight, we've just been discussing the, you know, discussing this, and I've been looking through the site along with them. So check that out for sure, guys. Very interesting site. Very interesting website. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Miriam Delicato um, about blonde, blue-eyed aliens. This is something that's going to be interesting. Mm. We're going to do that here in a couple minutes. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Keith. We'll be... <laughs> We'll be we'll be we'll be right back after this. You are listening to Ghostly Talk. And all I get is the number eight. Where's the snow? I told my psychic I wanted to know if I was going to win the lottery, and she asked me for the numbers. The death card keeps showing up in this deck. Maybe I should get a reflector on my scooter. I keep dreaming about frogs leaping into my bed. This book says I'm just horny. Having a bad day at the Wheel of Fortune? KarmaCast has answers. Check out K-A-R-M-A-K-A-S-T dot com for show listings and times. KarmaCast dot com is a division of Mayhem Media.
Sister Jenny is very curious and watches. Johnny just typed in www.para-x.com and is now communicating with the dead. You go, Johnny. Jenny is excited because now she can listen to shows like Night Watch with Todd Sheets, Caps Paranormal Radio with David and Tom, Paranormal Awareness with Bill Metz, Ghostology with Brian and Anna Marie, Leinster Paranormal Radio Show with Danny and Cormac, and The Ghost Divas Live. One day, the world will be a better place when we can all be like Johnny and Jenny and tune into Para-X Radio at www.para-x.com. All paranormal, all the time. Hey, we're back to Ghostly Talk, sponsored by Joey's Exoplasm Cleaners. You bought it, we scarf it. Although Miriam Delicato has no formal education or degrees, her intelligence and intellect imply otherwise. Contact began with her, her at birth and is ongoing. Miriam feels she has, given, has been groomed for her role in this cosmic event as a ma- messenger for aliens. They have been her education and teachers in this life. She feels that every day... I'm freezing. Whoa. Hello? <laughs> what was that? I'm 
not sure. <laughs> well, anyway, she feels that every day of life on this planet is a great gift to be cherished, honored, and respected. And I can't agree with that anymore. Her website is www.alienbluestar.com. And I'd like to welcome Miriam Delicato to the show. How are you doing, Miriam? I'm doing excellent. Just came back from the UFO Congress Conference in Laughlin, Nevada, so I had a wonderful day. You had a busy day because now you're on this show tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> I gotta ask you. Um, I, there has been a lot of bu- buzz about this particular conference you were at, um, and we've been talking to a few people from that conference. How did that go? How was the weekend? I mean, just a, a quick over overlap, if you mind, uh, on how everything went for the weekend. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I've been there a number of years in the past, and of course this time I spoke for the first time. Um, but still, the buzz that was happening, there was all sorts of um, mainstream media that that showed up, and um, quite a few more people registered than normal. But the most amazing part of this year's conference was that mo- many of the speakers and the people that joined uh, joined in were really networking in a way that I've never seen happen before. Everyone working together, trying to say, okay, what can I do for you? What contacts can we make together in order to really get this message out to the world? It was fantastic. Well, when it comes to UFO research, you know, we, and we've been talking a lot more about it on the show this year, especially. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's for good reason because, uh, you know, obviously Ghostly Talk, the name of the show, kind of says it all. But there's a lot more, obviously, to the paranormal than just ghosts and stuff like that. Um, UFOs are a big part of it also. And a lot of people we've talked to here since the beginning of 2009 have really brought out some interesting ideas on the UFO phenomena, um, different ideas, different theories and whatnot. Uh, but I think there's a lot of solid, you know, I hate to keep yanking the chain on this for all of our listeners out there, but just, you know, late last year, myself, my girlfriend and my friend Tom saw something ourselves for the first time in our lives. Can't explain it. I'll never be able to explain it, but I will go to my grave saying that it was something that I, that it wasn't an airplane. It didn't behave like an airplane or anything like that. I can't explain it and it just blows me away. So it really sparked my interest, especially in this. And more and more people seem to be coming out. And I think it's great. Yeah. They have these huge conferences like this where people can network and they're using them to their fullest potential. It sounds like. Absolutely. And you know, it's, it's, it's actually an interesting time that we're moving into regarding this because you know, I've had contact all of my life, but it was um, in 1988 when I had a major event take place where I had physical contact with these tall, blonde extraterrestrials that really brought about this understanding that I have of who they are and where they come from, at least, a, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And um, what's fascinating is that I was told 20 years ago that we would be moving into a time when there was going to be more sightings, there were going to be more people interested, there were going to be not only, and this ties into maybe Ghost Talk Radio, Uh where um, not only would there be more sightings of crafts and things, but also a much more deeply spiritual um, happening and uh, a lot more manifestations of things, a lot more people seeing paranormal events in every form. And they actually did tell me that this was coming 20 years ago, which makes it things really interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, it seems, and that's where, the more we go into this topic of, of UFOs and extraterrestrials and things like that, the more I hear about the more spiritual side of it, too, Miriam, uh, where these aren't just like, you know, we the 
the media always slants everything. We know that. You know, there are these little things, happens. these little, these little creatures that run out of these spaceships and they <laughs> have all this technology and everything, everything is, you know, straight lines and it's, it's all science, science, science to them. But it seems like there's a much softer side to this too, a much more intangible side also that I've been hearing about that these, there is a greater reason that they're making these visits to this planet. It isn't just to scare us or, or do research or, or do whatever that a lot of people, these, these, you know, like conspiracy theories you hear about. Um, there are other reasons. To, I mean, let's, can we get into some of these reasons possibly? Oh my gosh, I just love it when people ask me this question because <laughs> <laughs> I am, it, it just makes my heart sing, I'm telling you. Okay. Um, 20 years ago, you know, just to give us sort of a complete overview of this, 20 years ago when I had these experiences and I said the words to someone and I said, listen, I, I saw aliens. They, they would look at me, and I actually remember people looking at me and saying, what are aliens? So that's how far removed they were from this whole subject matter 20 years ago in the public. Okay. Fast forward to today, um, and what is great is that I've take, I waited 20 years for people to un- truly understand that really these contacts are not about the technological side, and that what has happened is there's such a deep, meaningful, spiritual movement that is happening. And it actually always has been. But because we are, you know, human and we're trying to rationalize things, we've been boxing them up and putting them into little categories. And then, you know, as you said, conspiracy theorists have these really dark agendas that are happening. And there's a lot of confusion regarding this subject matter. But when it comes to the more spiritual side, because of the experiences that I've had, I can say from experience that these beings are remarkably knowing and loving and the most compassionate, caring. You know when people might say um, you've had a God-like experience where you feel an overwhelming um, love that enters into you. People have had near-death experiences, for example. It's that kind of an emanation that comes from them. And so it is inevitable that people who have contacts with them become more spiritually aware of all aspects of life, whether it's you're talking about religion, um, society, the growth of society, how we're changing um, emotionally and spiritually. And, you know, this particular phenomenon is touching every corner of the earth because we are looking out you know, and and in every area of life, we're seeing little alien soup spoons and mm. on TV and cartoons and yep. all this kind of thing. Yep, breakfast cereal. It's changing us and our attitudes. It's changing us to realize that we need to take responsibility for ourselves. So there's a real movement happening all over the world right now with people that are part of this um, phenomenon. Well, maybe okay. That's you just said something really interesting. Um, as far as we need to take responsibility for ourselves. Now, I, I, I this I'm going to be the Sadly first radio. Happens. Well, I'm going to be the first radio show host in history to link something so huge like spiritualism and UFOs to the housing crisis we have right now. Okay, because <laughs> it's a, no, it, I'm, and it ties in. I think because I think it may be a good learning experience for some people that look. Now you have put yourself in such a horrible position that your life could be ruined as a result of this financially or whatever it may be. You need to take responsibility for yourself and handle things a little differently down the road. That's a very small example, I think, in the in the macrocosm of things. But um, I think it, it does tie in with what's going on today, though, and maybe the bigger picture of, of these visits we're getting. 
That, you know, you can, you can be my great, uh, um, you know, radio host anytime because that's fantastic <laughs> analogy. That's just beautiful. Oh, well, thank because you. it is. And what is happening right now is that, you know, if you ask anyone in life, anyone around you almost, including yourself, and I'm not asking you to answer this on, on air. No problem. I'm putting it out there for... Okay. My life's an open book, Miriam. Go nuts on me. Go ahead. <laughs> Throw it at me. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. The real question to ask people is, are you happy? Because you will find that, in, in for the most part, people are not truly happy. And part of the reason for that is because we are working so hard to try and hold on to this existence that we have. We're trying to grab onto so much, and we're really losing the simplicity of life. And by doing so, we are becoming um, sort of self-destructive and um, selfish. So the economic crisis that is happening to the, to the world mm-hmm. is actually, to me, a beautiful thing because it is creating an opportunity for all of us to reflect back on ourselves and say, did I take part in this? How am I responsible? What can I do to, to help create a better situation here? Uh-huh. And, you know... We are having to try to look at each other with more compassion and understanding as our neighbors and our best friends are losing their jobs, they're losing their homes. And through that, of course, it's a downward spiral. Then you're, you know, how do you feed yourself? Where are you going to live? How are you going to get your job? It's a, it, it really is simple and yet the consequences of not taking individual responsibility are, are astronomical. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Maria. What were we going to say? Well, the, the the ET influence on all of this is fa- just as fascinating because, of course, as I said, you know, 20 years ago they told me all of this was going to be happening, and they said that um, that many of these events that there was going to be world um, they were going to start fighting over oil, that they were going to have start to have food shortages, that um, there were going to be cataclysms that um, no one would help. There were going to be um, the changes of environment. People were in, in, even in, you know, North America, for example, and Europe, mm-hmm. would be struggling in order to survive, and that we would have a choice at that point where we would have to decide what kind of a paradigm we wanted to create for the future. So they're really coming with these very strong messages and. The reason that I've come forward right now, as opposed to I could have in the last 20 years, is because I've been instructed that right now is the pinnacle time. I think right now is the pinnacle time, and I'm, I would like to retort to uh, what you. Do, I mean, everything you just said there. I think that the biggest problem. Now, you, the, the first thing you you asked, Miriam. You, I don't know if you're asking me directly, but it's it's a very good question, and. I think people, and I've asked myself this question several times: uh, Am I happy? And it's such a simple thing to ask somebody, but it garners so many emotions and so many different thought processes that I don't think people truly even know that they're happy, if they even are happy. I think in a lot of situations, most people aren't. They're tied up with so many things. Yeah. Unhappy people, if if you ask me, I, yeah, there's I have a no lot. hope for humanity. <laughs> there are a lot of unhappy people. Yeah, to be blunt, you're right, Keith. I mean, there are so many unhappy people. I think what's happened is that 
you know, and, and I've preached about this before and listening audience deal with it because I'm going to preach again. I think we've gotten pushed to this point as people that our lives revolve around material possessions. You're not going to be happy unless you have that SUV. They've convinced you you of this. You've been convinced of this. And again, I'm not a prophet. I don't know. I'm just, I go to work. I have to go to work tomorrow morning too, right? But I've heard this so many times. You will not be happy unless you buy this thing or buy that thing. If you don't get this product, your life will be garbage. You won't be cool. (laughs) You won't be with the cool kids. And we've had these messages slammed into our heads for so many years. That we're, we've basically been bought into it. We've been bought off as a race of people, I think. And we can't truly be happy with the way things are. Are you following me so far, Miriam? Am I, am I on oh, the right track I, here? I think you're so bang on. I mean, really, this phenomenon, one of the reasons why they, you know, they, they come here with these messages and they have for many, many years. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not the only person, but I seem to have a really good handle on this information that they've given yeah. and how it's reflecting back at us, you know. Um, what they're, what they're saying is that they can see further than we can into this timeline that we're in. Yeah. And if we don't make a change, you know, the planet is basically on a destruction, a path of destruction, period. Yeah. And the simplicity of life, they, they have not said, go back to the dark ages and start living in grass huts, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, that's ridiculous. But they have said that we need to understand that one of the steps is to really open our hearts. Um, one of the steps is to be compassionate towards other people, that we need to um, understand that we need to take responsibility for our own food, which means collecting heritage seeds, planting a small garden in whatever way that we can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we need to, you know, we just need to take small steps like this in order to create this new um, this new path. You know, we can't, as an individual, make sweeping changes across the world, but we can create an, uh, uh, a little microcosm, and then through that we affect the people around us. Well, what I've always and said... I'm sorry, go ahead, Miriam. What I was going to say is yeah. that, it, you know, what's fascinating to me is to really, when I sit and think about society and the people in my life and the people that I meet, I see this absolute clear division that's going on. And a division whereby half the people are so consumed by quote consumerism uh-huh. that they don't they don't have a clue, and they're fighting to keep it. My goodness, oh. they're fighting to keep that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are saying, "Wait a minute," and there is a clear divide that is happening. But I I'm also seeing that every moment. What's the, one of the most fascinating things that I've been um, able to to participate in? in the last year since I've come out and started speaking is the emails that I received from around the world from people like myself who have had these contacts or and have waited for a number of years and all of a sudden in the last approximately two and a half years they, they all feel as though they're quote being activated and they're being driven to you know search for information on all parents paranormal, um, all of the paranormal, Mm -hmm. all of the, you know, every aspect of life whatsoever that you can research about what's going on on the planet on a political level, uh, economic, you know, economic level, everything. And from that, it's clear that not only people like myself, but others as well are all of a sudden snapping awake. And all of a sudden, it's as though they wake up from this dream that they've been in, and they said, my God, what's 
wait a minute, what is it that I'm doing? And they're questioning themselves. These ETs are here to to give messages through certain individuals to just give um, encouragement, mm-hmm. well, a little guidance. Yeah, well, the thing... In- Here's where my problem is, I think, Miriam, with this whole thing. I don't actually. I agree with everything you're you're saying. My issue, I think, is that you mentioned that there there are there is this division of people. There's the people that are so consumed by consumerism, which is one thing, right? I think that's a big part of it, but it's one thing, right? They're so consumed with consumerism, for example, and then there's other people that are like, no, no, they, no, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not going to sell into this thing. I'm, I'm going to do my own thing, right? My problem I have is that when I'm out on the road every day, for example, right? Um, and I, and it's like, I, I, I'm one of those people, I love to judge, I love to stereotype everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm horrible about that, right? Uh, and, you know, when I see people, you know, just in passing, I see the giant SUV that comes by me. And now, by no means, you know, am I, I've, I've, you know, we've talked about the, the planet and, the, you know, the whole, the whole scare with that whole thing here before, too. But, you know, the giant SUV, the cell phone to the ear, the attitude, like, I don't care about anybody else but myself, so I'm going to run you over in my truck. Um, I don't care. I have zero patience for that. Because when I see a person like that, Miriam, I see pure ignorance in front of me. And it, and it just totally grinds me. It just grinds me down, Miriam, right? And I know and one of the big things you just said was we need to open our hearts up. We need to have compassion for these people. We need, And it, more or less, it sounds like we need to help these people find the right way to live, right? Um, yeah. Whereas I'm just like, you know, I just want to go, and I'm, I'm being blunt here, I just want to strangle them. <laughs> I'm just like, you are you're, okay. you're totally switched off. What's wrong with you? You know, you need to, what, what's, what are you doing to yourself? There's other people on this planet besides you. Why don't you, first of all, care about who's around you? You know, there, it's these little things that I've never taken for granted, for, for example. And this isn't putting myself on a soapbox or a pedestal. I like opening doors for people. I think it's a cool thing to do for people. Sure. Open it, open the door up for somebody. Let them, in. you, just go anywhere. People out there listening, when you go to the mall tonight or you go to the restaurant or wherever it may be, when you're walking out of the place, the person that's walking behind you, hold the door open for them and see what they do. It, now, sometimes they won't thank you. It, it is annoying, right? But the majority of the times I've done it, people have been like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I will and admit there are times when I've opened up a door and no one thanked me for it. Yeah. Just simple little things like that. Yeah, and yeah. It's almost like rude. It hurts your you're feelings. Like, you're like, look, I... Why'd you just kick me in the shin? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I did something nice for somebody I didn't even know. You know, I'm trying to be friendly and courteous here, and you, you can't even say thank you, right? And it's just... It, it, that's the problem, I think, Miriam, and I I know this just in everyday living, too, that... And, you know, there's those commercials out there. I've seen this commercial out there in passing where... It shows like somebody doing something bad to somebody, and then the person they did something bad to does something bad to somebody else, and they do something bad to somebody else, and it just keeps going from one person to another. You follow what I'm saying, Miriam? Um, I follow. I follow everything that you're saying. Yeah, and, you know. And you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> well, hang on, Miriam. You there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. What I was going to say, which is so, we, I'm sitting here chuckling, and I'm chuckling because yeah. I'm telling you, I'm 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 on I'm on both sides. I have had I just had a conversation with someone last night um, at the conference, and I said, you know, one of the saddest things that people have said to me throughout my entire life, and I mean really, listeners, hey, you know, this is a this is a this is a disgusting statement. They uh-huh. said to me, Miriam. You're too nice. 
You know, what is that? What, what, that is a true commentary of the state of our society and how much work we all have to do. Now, I agree. I open doors all the time. I help little, you know, a, a, an elderly person walking down the street. I mean, I, I drove down my street one day, saw this woman walking down the street. She was quite a bit older. It was very cold, a little bit raining. She had a walker. I mean, I was horrified. She could barely walk. I knew that she'd taken on too much. Yeah. This runner was going past her and just kept going. Yeah. Well, I had to go down the block, turn around, came back, parked my car, got out, walked up to her and said, would you like to take my arm and let me carry your bag? How yeah. far do you have to go? How yeah. rude. But the thing is, if somebody else saw that, I maybe change their perspective on something. Because here's the thing that I have learned, is that I get ticked off at those people, too. I, I get overbearing and, and want to just, like, you know, reach out and touch someone. <laughs> I am not always the, I am not always the perfect person. Yeah. However, people need, need one thing. They need, and, and this is what I've learned, people need the opportunity to be the person that they truly want to be, which is a good person. And in today's society, we've put fear into helping each other. And so if you continue and can continue to be the right person, the person that's true to who you are, yeah. then everyone in life will, will, will have a doorway to be kind to someone else. And that is fantastic. Let's, I want to talk more about that. We got to take a break here, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think we're, we are totally on the right track right here. And this all ties in. I, I, I think people might be going, well, I thought you we were going to talk about blonde, blue eyed, you know, blonde aliens. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, I think, too. But I think this stuff all ties in with that directly. And I know it does. I'm confident it does. It does. So hang tight. Uh, hang, Murray, just hang out for one second. Um, this is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Keith. Uh, we'll be right back here in a second. We're going to go to the paranormal news here with Bonnie Vent. Ghostly Talk! Is the veil between this world and the next getting thinner? I'm Chris Sloan, inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal, Parapod, with new guests every week, from paranormal investigators to the people they help. Hear actual EVP. The people that capture. We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four, counting the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C H R I S S L O N E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time. And your time is now. This is an EVP. This is an EVP. These were recorded by the Long Island Ghost Hunting Team. Light. To hear more, come listen to Light Paranormal Radio. Go to lightparanormal.com and subscribe to us in iTunes. No, I heard a woman's voice. You heard a woman's voice? Yeah. What is that? Sound like hello. Welcome to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio. 
Paranormal News is produced by Genesis Creations Entertainment. I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. Do you need a celebrity to promote your product or service? Planning a big event and want that little extra star power? Want to have lunch or dinner with the cast of Leave it to Beaver? Or dinner and a concert with Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits? Then go to Genesis Creations Entertainment at www.genesiscreations.biz and book a celebrity today. Ghost Hunters claim chilling finds at Palmyra Museum in New York. Phantom footsteps, whispers, a swaying chandelier, and a piano that played on its own expose the presence of ghostly spirits residing in two local museums on Market Street. Or so say members of a few ghost hunting teams that recently camped out with some high-tech equipment. Scientific Paranormal Investigations and Finger Lakes Area Spirit Hunters recently shared their findings with a crowd of about 55 people. They played recordings they said captured whispered ghostly responses to questions and faint piano playing. They shared bone-chilling stories of apparitions and chills and breezes that seemed to come from nowhere. A feeling of dread engulfed me, said Rob Henning, co-founder and case manager of Scientific Paranormal Investigations. As he described an encounter, he said he had with a young girl in the piano room. Immediately, we were blasted with cold, dry air, he said. The general store and attached living quarters is a preserved store that thrived on Erie Canal's commerce and a bustling downtown back from the early 1800s to the 1940s. Some believe its visitors are not just docents and tourists, but also some long-dead members of the Phelps family, including spiritualist and musician Sybil Phelps, who lived above the store and became somewhat of a shut-in in her years before her death in 1976. This weekend in Boston, there was something strange in the neighborhood, and AintItCoolNews.com called on Ghostbuster Dan Aykroyd to answer some pressing questions regarding the third installment to the Ghostbusters series. There has been significant talk recently about a Ghostbusters 3 reality and rumor that the original cast will star. So what did original star Dan Aykroyd say about the picture? Script is commencing early summer, said Aykroyd. Hope to be in production by late fall 2009. While this may not confirm Ghostbusters 3 and Aykroyd's involvement, it definitely shows that the channels are open and the busting may commence very, very soon. For more information on these stories, please go to www.sdparanormal.com and the Paranormal News feed page. Don't forget, sign up for a free subscription to Paranormal News. Thanks for joining us today on Paranormal News. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on Paranormal News, please send us an email at paraxnews at aol.com. You can listen to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio at www.ghostlytalk.com. Please check out their other fine shows. Or you can join us at paranormalnews.mypodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. Wolfman Mac from Wolfman Mac's Nightmare Cinema. 
We're hanging out at the Haunted Winery here in Warren, Michigan with the good folks from Ghostly Talk. Ooh, this place is creepy, man, but nowhere near as creepy as Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema. It's a haunted drive-in, babies. And you know what we do there? We host classic B-horror and sci-fi movies, just like the ones you grew up with when you was a kid. And it's at Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema right now, hosting on public access TV all over Metro Detroit. But guess what, kiddies? It's coming to you, and all you got to do is have a computer. Just go to Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema. It's NightmareCinema.com. We'll be broadcasting the show real soon, right from the website. Stay tuned. It's Wolfman Mac Nightmare Cinema. Bye. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. Talking to Miriam Delicato about all kinds of stuff. Can't really put my finger on any type of topics we've gotten into here, but I think it's all really good and it's all really important. And I also, well, I got to note that you know, well, also I want to I want to thank our special guest host Keith Brewers in the house tonight. Oh, you don't have to thank me. Keith's hanging out with us tonight, helping me out here. He's he's working moral support here, keeping me. Uh, I'm just the peanut gallery. <laughs> he's the peanut gallery. Uh, but I, one thing I want to, yeah, I forgot that we have a co-host here. <laughs> we actually have a co-host. No, you don't. Doug, well, no, no, I meant the other co-host that's actually here all the time. You're the new co-host. Uh, Doug's, Doug's actually here. I think the, we, we talked on the break and Doug's like, man, you guys were just, you guys were just hammering back and forth. I couldn't get a word in edgewise and it made, made me feel really bad, right? I felt horrible about that. So Doug, you're here though, right? You're, you're hanging out, right? I am indeed. I'm, I'm still, you know, still in, uh, not sunny anymore Orlando because it's nighttime. But, uh, I was listening to the, the first half hour with me and I was, uh, wow. Um, it just, it was a flood of information because you, you two were just going at it, really learning about each other. And I was learning along with you. I did have a question though. Um, wh- one of the things that Miriam, you, you had said was there, there were like five or six different things that, that, that you were told. And one of them was, I, I, and I don't remember exactly the quote because I can't take notes. I'm physically in a car, but I, it was something like cataclysm that nobody will help or, or, you know, nobody will help with, you know, after a cataclysm. And, and I was, my mind was racing to think of these kinds of things. But what I've noticed is, um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, to, you know, be mean or put you on the spot or anything, I, but I was racing through my mind and I'm thinking, the, I keep hearing about these cataclysms like Katrina and, and there was the tsunami, at, at, you know, off the coast of India or wherever. And, and just, it was... There was outpourings of support and help, and 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 you know people were collecting canned goods and people were sending toys and and um, it, it was just an amazing effort. I I actually felt when I was looking around, seeing all of the support efforts that that you know we we were actually coming closer together as a nation and a planet when it was the tsunami. So I'm thinking. 
what kinds of cataclysms were they talking about that, that people will turn a blind eye, or is that in the future? That's a uh, wonderful question. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, just to clarify what it is that I was actually saying there. What they said to me was, um, so so I'm going to take you back and give you an image here, okay? Okay. Um, I, I, was at tw- I was 22 years old and living a very normal life of a 22-year-old, you know, just moved to the big city, so you can... You can take that and put put, put an image to that. Mm-hmm. Going out to you know have some drinks and dancing on the weekends. Had a job, living a very normal life, and then all of a sudden you know one day I'm on the side of this highway and I get pulled over by this craft basically, and I I get taken on board this ship with these tall blonde extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in what I call a light chair because. Um, it looked like it was made out of pure energy and light. And out in front of me pops this screen into thin air, which, you know, you can ca- you can call it a holographic uh, images putting up in front of me. And these different images were put up, and they were giving me information about all of these different aspects of life and, and different information that they wanted to share with me about what may be coming in the future. Mm. And what they had imparted to me was that it was like a gift, and it said that we had... Um, that there were the possibility of great cataclysms that would be coming to the planet, um, such things as wars and um, wars and uh, earth changes, solar flares, and I actually remember an object. It looked like an object that was moving towards Earth. So they said that we had the choice and that we could overcome or stop any of these events if we had the right, basically the right attitude of, of um, caring for one another, opening our hearts. And so also we could use our minds in, in telepathy almost, in mind melding in some form, thinking of the same thought, to be able to change any and all of these events. And first of all, I've learned through my own psychic ability because I've, I've had premonitions for, for almost my, you know, adult life since I was probably nine, ten years old, I started having extremely strange phenomenon happening around me from ghosts and different entities and things to these premonitions. And I realized that when when these things are being told to us, they're not actually a definite and for sure event. What they are is they're gifts to us to say, if you stay on this path, this will be the result. Now, the way it was explained to me was that there would be possibly um, cataclysms coming in the future in which we would receive no help. And what I'm talking about is no help from these establishments, not from the people themselves. And that's what I'm talking about. It's the personal responsibility. When these events took place around the earth, there was more outpouring from individuals than there was from any other, quote, organizations on earth. So... They said that there was a possibility that in the future there could be so many of these things that are happening, so many wars and and um, famine and all of these events that there wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible to for them to help. And then again, you have to revert back to personal responsibility. Will you help your neighbor? Will you help them? And it's a very heavy subject. Because, I mean, I've seen the visions of some of these potentials and possible, possible futures that we may have. 
but I still think that it was almost clear that really, if you think, again, just to clarify it, with Katrina, for example, who was it that helped? Who was it that helped the most? And it was individual people. Okay. So, yes, I think, you're, I think you're right. I'm sorry I had to go off of mute, but I, I think you're right that uh, it was, I saw a lot of, you know, individuals stepping up to the plate and doing their part, and I felt more a community of individuals all helping rather than, you know, a, a bunch of organizations getting together and, uh, and, and the government getting to, I mean, they, they did their, you know, what they needed to do politically. Well, yeah. But well, yeah. I felt mostly a community of, like, you know, individuals, all of us just banding together saying, pouring out our love and our feelings for, for what had happened to the, you know, the people in these, these recent cataclysms. Yeah, and I think really that's what it comes down to. I'm sorry, but I, I got to mention this. I mean, a lot of these organizations, I think, yeah, Doug, you mentioned it. It's the politics, right? Um, I, I, let's be frank here. A lot of these organizations, they're, they're, a lot of them are run by corporations, and I'm not going to bag on corporations, but okay, <laughs> there is this idea, and I've said it before to you guys out there, a little history, you know, uh, political science lesson to you, enlightened self-interest. Okay, enlightened self-interest means, yeah, we're going to help people out with this thing as long as it makes us look good and as long as it helps us out, right? I think the true power is the power of collaboration like you're talking about, Miriam, where people really believe in something with their hearts, right, with their hearts, that they're driven by their hearts, not by the pocketbooks or not by any type of gain, whether it be any type of gain, um, just maybe the only gain of satisfaction of doing something good to try to help the greater whole. That's where I think it's really at, and this is kind of what you're talking about when it comes to come to these uh, the tsunamis and things like that. People seem to just pull together and say, look, we got to help out here. Uh, we're not going to get any help from anybody who's got lots of money in their pocket. we got to do all this on our own. That's where it's at, I think. I think some of the greatest things in history that have been achieved have been achieved through the power of collaboration by people who just got together and said, let's achieve this task. Let's get out there and try to get this done. Do you guys follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. I just wish it happened a little more often. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Mary, what were you going to say? Well, you know, it's fantastic because, um, I, I, I mean, you know, listen, came on the show, I'm a person who's had physical contacts with uh, these extraterrestrials on many occasions. I still have strange phenomenon happening to me to this very day. But, you know, these messages that I talk about are, are really, you know, people will, will automatically say to me, oh, well, you know, I've heard these things before, and they're very, very simple, and what's the real message here? If you, and, I, and I'm only sharing this because, for me, this experience has been profound. And I don't even know what word to use. It is, has had such a deep impact on my life and the people around me. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if I look, if you, if you were to study me, for example, and say what exactly happens in this world, woman's life to cause her to, um, and people like me, not just me, but people uh-huh. like me yeah. uh, who have had these contacts, what is it that has driven me to take, um, to take to basically give up everything in my life. I use every free moment I have practically to network with people and give this message. I have a little blog site that I that I answer questions as much as I possibly can. I answer as many emails as I can. What is it that's driving me to all of this? The fact is that 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 I have had contact with another race of being 
that has taken the time to come and say, these things are going to happen, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And really the message is, it, the message is that, that from these other dimensions and from these other um, planets and from these other, uh, this other completely different race of, of um, being, yeah. for lack of a better word, <laughs> they are coming to us and saying, you need to change, smarten up. And if that isn't a powerful statement, I don't know what is. And we keep and hearing so, this. We keep hearing this, Miriam. I, I mean, other people who have had these experiences, I'm, you know, I, they've had they've had contact, right? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of the same things from people. They're like, "Look, you guys, you only have enough time to get your act together down there. You need to pull together. You know, you need to stop with all the crap you're pulling right now." Bottom oh, line. Sticking. Yeah. yeah. You go ahead. One of the clearest um, messages that I've been receiving over the course of the last year is, um, <clears throat> and again, we only have an hour and probably, you know, only a few minutes left, so I'm really yeah. dancing here. Uh-huh. Twenty years ago, I was taken on board that craft, and I was I was actually told that I would remember a lot of these things, I, which is a little bit unique in this field because often people are told that they're going to forget I was told you're going to remember. People that have these great messages are told to remember them. So I'm taken on board. They give me all of this information to say, okay, this is what's going to be coming. But what they actually told me about, which was so clear, they, they were talking about something called the Great Gathering. And the Great Gathering was, was talking to me about the gathering of humanity, coming together as one to re- have the realization, the moment of realization that you are not alone on this planet, that each individual is part of this collective of humanity. And beyond that, that we must take responsibility not only on the, on the singular, but also planetarily. And that, that to take it another level, that every single thing that we do here is affecting the rest of the universe and the other dimensions. Because we don't have the capacity to understand the scientific aspects of how we are affecting things when we drop a nuclear bomb or playing with, um, um, what is it, the hedron, um, I don't even know the name of it, but where they're trying to pull apart the particles and then slamming them back together again. They don't even understand uh-huh. the effect they may be having on other dimensions. Yeah. So, so. So they talk to me about this, what they call the Great Gathering, and it comes down to this. If enough of us, and I mean talking about from the indigenous cultures that have a great deal of knowledge regarding where we've come from, which is in part connected and fully connected to this um, extraterrestrial beings, to the star people, star beings, star seed, people like myself who have had direct contacts, to those who have had indirect, and then the spiritual, and bringing in all these groups together. The problem with what's happening on the well, not it's not really a problem because it's building a foundation, right? But the next level of what needs to take place is that all the different organizations, the ones that are working for peace and for um, uh, the children and for famine and for housing and for all of these different things, and then you take all these people in ufology that are working for um, disclosure and band them all together. The, the the housewife that's sitting there and trying to um, take care of the children and the elderly in her community, take all of those people who have compassion as their driving force in life to all of a sudden come together and stand as one people and say, enough, mm-hmm. enough. 
we are deserving to be happy. We are deserving to have our hearts open and to work together and and really send a message to the rest of the people on earth that we want to change and by the rest of the, quote, organizations that are out there that are not for our best interest. No. Is the biggest statement that they have in the past year. Yeah, and I think that people, it's a given. We all want to be happy, you know, happy out there in whatever, whatever choices we make in our life. I, and I couldn't, I mean, really, I can't, I can't really say. Yeah, <clears throat> is what about those people out there that simply don't want to be happy and don't want to well, have yeah, any you know, happy around? Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't. Literally. I mean, I understand the message. I really do, Miriam. But it seems like when you're, you know, it's just a question too. It, it, it isn't negating anything you just said. I think I'm with you on that. I think everybody should I think go to be happy. With it, but know? it seems like some people are happy when, and I've met people that we've met people, Keith. We've known mm. people personally that. It seems as if they are not happy unless their life is a wreck, and, and they're not they take happy. Great care and glee in ruining things. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. it, I, I'll, I'll never understand that. Is there something miswired there? Do they need to be? Maybe they need to be. You know, maybe they need contact. Maybe if they were contacted directly, they might go, "Oh my God, what have I done with my life? I need to straighten my act up." I mean, do, do you follow what we're saying, Miriam? That it's just... oh, absolutely. I think I think that's part of the reason why there's more and more and more and, and constantly more sightings that are taking place to to jolt people to realize that there's something greater going on here, and and we, you know. We have to be, we, you know, I mean, we don't have to. I do. I look at it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say I do. Okay. Um, because I'm going to say, you know, I look out at the world and I say, okay, if I allow these different um, organizations on earth to tell me how I'm going to live and how I have to live and give me the laws of the land, basically, yeah. which we, we have to follow and we should follow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I sit back and I say, well, you know, let's see if we can do better here, and I verbalize that and I begin to, you know, just sort of share this, this idea with others that we do need laws, we do need, um, we do need structures, we do need all of those things. But to say that these people that are, that do thrive on all of this, you know what I say? Let them go. Let them go and let the rest of us who have this ideology in our, in, our, in our hearts to come together as one. Because instead of us having to follow these individuals who are completely unhappy, yeah. who have no focus of anything, who are completely devoid of any kind of compassion and understanding towards humanity, why are we standing back and allowing these people to dictate our lives to us yes. when a greater understanding can be put forth and we can become the leaders of this new world? And so we need to stand together, and that's the point. Exactly, and I think that's what, you know, Doug and I have discussed this. I'm sure Doug will laugh when I say this, and, you know, Keith, you know, we've had a lot of conversations, too, and I've said that about people of that of that caliber. You know, I'm like, look, I've gotten to a point in my life now where I'm really, you know... I, we have goals. I have goals. I'm trying to reach those things. And a lot of t- a lot of that stuff requires a positive attitude, a positive outlook. You know, I'm not a motivational speaker by any means, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, my feet are on the ground here, and I know when I, you know, when, you know, you got to pull back and go forward. Uh, but it, a lot of people of that caliber that we mentioned, I literally have done that, Miriam. I've said, look, you know what? I've tried with you. 
And I'm not going to sit here and have you drag me down. It's time for me to go forward. And if you maybe want to catch up someday, more power to you. We'll wait. We'll wait for you here on the back end. Exactly. Uh, but I can't sit here and be drugged down with your attitude and the pro- and the negative energy that you put out. Um, and it's something I think that's a part of growing for people. I think to really, you got to let go sometimes and go, look, you're, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you're not yeah, listening, absolutely. you know, and it, it's, absolutely. yeah, you know, you talk about, you know, it's, it's funny that this gets mentioned in the same conversation that we said, Hey, look, you have to open your hearts, right? And you have to help your, your friend. Well, yeah, you, but how much can you take? How long can you go? And you get to a point and I, and it's really refreshing to hear that Miriam, because some people just say, no, you got to keep banging your head against it and bang in your head against it, right? No, I don't. No. Because the thing is, the real way to open your heart, the real way to open your heart is to say to an individual, I love you, I love you, and I am here for you. And that is really all that's necessary. You don't need to, this is not about forcing, because if, if you start to push your your ideas and your ideology and your understanding on someone, then you are actually being harmful to them because you're not allowing them the freedom of their own path, which is not opening your heart. It's not being con- compassionate to them. Leaving an open door and saying, I love you, I, w- I will do what I can to assist you, um, is one thing. But also, I mean, if you really want to say it strongly, which yeah. I'm going to, <laughs> you can't allow evil to stab you in the heart. No, you, you have can't. to. You have to protect yourself. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. Let's let's leave the people behind and say, you know what? We are going to stand here together as one in unity and all of this. We're going to understand that there's a greater picture here. That there are other dimensions and other realities. There are these 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 um, tall blonde extraterrestrials that have a vested interest in our in humanity because they are the caretakers of this earth mm-hmm. and they are the caretakers of us. So they're and, they're responsible in a way for us. So yeah, they have yeah, just as much to lose as we do. Yes, they do because they are the caretakers of us and these physical bodies that we come into. And if you believe in God in in whatever form, God, Allah, um, Buddha, reincarnation in 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 heaven, it doesn't matter. That the if you believe in um, the source, the Great Spirit, yep. all of us come from one place, and I call it from God. Uh, we all come from God and have the spark of God in us. And it's that creation that is trying to be saved here on earth. So let's not, you know, let's not um, stand back and allow that to be destroyed. Let's, those of us who have the right um, focus, begin to come together to become one stronger voice so that we can, even more so than we already have in our smaller groups and our smaller microcosms, start to band together and create a louder voice that will make greater changes more rapidly. A wonderful message, I have to say, Miriam, and I think that's where it's all about. Um, and I, I'm speechless when it comes to that. I think that's where it's, it's where it's at. And I think people need to listen to this discussion and really take that to heart about what's going on in the world we live in today. Um, and look at yourself. Look at yourself for a second. I'm not going to preach, but look at yourself for a second. I always cite the MC5 when it comes to stuff like this. <laughs> you know, I mean, Rob Tyner said it the best. Are you going to be part of the problem or are you going to be part of the solution? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it couldn't have been said any better from a Detroit punk rock band. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. That's, that's true. That's the greatest thing ever, you know. Miriam, hang on the line for one second. Don't leave us just yet. We have to go to break, though, okay? Just just, just okay. hang tight for one second. Um, I do want to thank Miriam for 
joining us. What a wonderful, wonderful message. Thank you. And, uh, in discussion we had on that. Um, oh, by the way, giveaway. Hey, we got something to Ooh. give away here. I almost forgot about this. You guys got nope, worried nope. there, didn't you? Put down my lunch. EV- <laughs> this EVP CD <laughs> at, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time right now. Start emailing in. First emailer gets the disc. We'll mail it out to you on us. I'll be waiting for your emails ever so patiently. In the meantime, we're going to go to break here and we're going to be talking after the break to Dr. Fred Allen Wolf from, uh, what the bleep do we know? I don't know if you've ever seen this movie or not, uh, Keith. I have not, but oh I have heard about it. Oh, my God. It is the, what, what was that, Miriam? Can I, I just want to say that that is one of the, when I saw the What the Bleep, yeah. it was the first time in my life since contact with these ETs that I said, my God, someone finally was able to express what these aliens had shared with me. Absolutely. It's a wonderful film, and it really makes you think. I agree so much, Miriam. Hang tight for one second. got to take us to break here, guys. This is Ghostly Talk. I am Scott L. I'm Keith. And I think, I'm done. Oh, there's Doug. There he is. All right, cool. We'll be right back after this. Miss a live broadcast? Feel free to download it direct from the on-demand archives at ghostlytalk.com. to dive into the bizarre world of the paranormal? Do ghosts, UFOs, or the supernatural amaze you to the point of wanting to learn more? Then you need BVRN, the Black Vault Radio Network. With more than 750 hours of on-demand talk radio, syndicated from more than 35 shows, the Black Vault Radio Network is your one-stop shop for the world of the unexplained. Check us out and tune in 24 hours a day, www.blackvaultradio.com. Again, that's www.blackvaultradio.com. When you flashed, I saw what looked like a figure standing in the hall. Okay, this is Green Team. We're ready for EVP sweep. That is weird. These cameras don't do this. Water supposedly will come off and on in various rooms. So our EMF meter started this campaign. You're listening to the number one source for paranormal evidence brought to you firsthand by real investigators in the field. No hoaxes, no disinformation. You're listening to The Ghost Project. I found myself face-to-face with someone or something that was attempting to play with my psyche as well as my physical being. How sure are you of that? I'm 100% sure of that. Don't 
Rob Radio. The Internet's only rock and roll paranormal extravaganza. Special guest with us, Robbie Thomas, psychic medium. Where is the Lawrence House? It's in Ontario, Canada. It is a house that was owned by a shipbuilder and was haunted. The tools of the trade back then were baby powder. The reason being is I could see and the kids with me couldn't, so I figured if I threw the baby powder in the air as the spirit was walking through, it would cover it and then they could say, oh, we see it now. The next tool was a flashlight so we know where we're going and a rope so we could tie it around so we don't get taken away by the spirit. So that hey, was Anthony, me. Is this not what you last girlfriend said? <laughs> that's just, that's a, just a Friday night for Anthony. Baby powder, a rope, and a flashlight. <laughs> Para Hub Radio, Thursdays 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern on Bounce Radio and ParaHub.org. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. Dr. Fred Allen Wolf is a physicist, writer, and lecturer who earned his Ph.D. in theoretical physics at UCLA in 1963. He continues to write and lecture throughout the world and and conduct research on the relationship of quantum physics to consciousness. He is the National Book Award-winning author of Taking the Quantum Leap. He is also a member of the Martin Luther King Jr. Collegium of Scholars. Um, that alone should let you guys know that this is going to be an interesting hour here with Dr. Fred Allen Wolf. His website is uh, www.fredallenwolf.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Dr. Fred Allen Wolf to the show. Dr. Wolf, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. I just want to ask you that. I was trying to listen to the music. But it sounded like somebody was using a lawnmower <laughs> to mow down a bunch of of of, uh, of garbage cans. I mean, that's what it. That's an interesting sound. I haven't never heard a lawnmower going through garbage cans before. <laughs> it's really, very, very fascinating. Uh, uh, you should listen more. So maybe that's what the ghosts are doing. I don't know. I. You know, ghost talk. Maybe, maybe the problem we can't listen to the ghost because we keep listening. We keep hearing these these garbage cans being mowed down. <laughs> well, you see, uh, that's what the people like to hear. Well, no, that's actually what I, I like to hear. I I guess they do. I, you know, I haven't done this show before, so I hadn't realized uh, what people are looking for. Well, the way they, I keep yeah, well, the way the show kind of runs here, uh, this is a completely independent show, Doctor Wolf, and uh, we, we all the music we have on the show is independent music too. Um, and it's from all different types of, you, you know, one time you might hear, you know, garbage cans getting mowed down by lawnmowers, <laughs> yeah. and then you might hear a country band. You know, we try to mix it up the best we can here, um, but it's all independent stuff from independent artists who are out there. Even our commercials are from independent people who are doing things. A little things. something for Yeah, it's a, hopefully it's a little something for everybody. Yeah, you got caught in the, you got caught up into the garbage <laughs> can thing, though, unfortunately, Dr. Wolf. No, 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 no. No, I, I you know, I realize that uh, today's music is, uh, I mean, people... Like different things today. I, I don't, I don't object to it. I just can't, I just 
<laughs> well, I don't do what it sounds like to me. <laughs> well, basically, and I want to talk about this is such a refreshing thing to talk to you first off because, as the people know on this show, um, one of the things I do in my my process throughout the week when I'm preparing preparing to do this show, uh, when we're all getting ready here and, and getting things lined up, I usually ask our guests if you know there's a couple things, you know, a couple bullet points and stuff like that that they'd like to just throw down that we have on our notes and stuff like that. And I yeah. have to say, you are probably one of the first. I, I think you are the first guest that said to me, uh, "Listen." Um, why don't you figure out some questions for me to ask? You know, it's it's your time. Don't you have some questions for me? And it, it I was like, whoa! And it made me think for a second. Um, and it really wait, just wait, 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 wait. You mean other people you put on the show? They get they send you a list of questions they want you to ask them no no no, no. It, it ain't like that usually oh. the, the idea usually is just kind of like our approach is kind of like just a couple of bullet points or something like that but then sometimes people do send us a whole list of questions to ask them you know we kind of leave it up to them and stuff like that but you on and, the other well, go ahead yeah, they're trying to sell something or something like that but uh, <laughs> you know i mean i mean try, you know i, I realize you know you got to make money if you're trying to sell a product maybe it's a good idea to to, to ask people to ask you about the product. Oh, my product will grow here on the billiard ball. Uh, it always works and so forth. Ask me questions about billiard balls, and I'll tell you all about shooting pool with hair on it. Well, you it's know, something like that. It was you know, really refreshing. Yeah, it was really refreshing though to hear somebody go, "Look, why don't you figure some questions out for me?" Okay, uh, you know, and I did. You know, you know and. I'm going to be frank here. I mean, I'm a total layman uh, to to the world of of physics in itself. I mean, we we touch upon it in in our studies of the paranormal and ghosts and stuff like that. But you know, just judging by your previous work and and, and you know, obviously we you know what the bleep do we know? It's it's where my girlfriend introduced me to you through that film, um, and we were just totally blown away Isn't by. That interesting. All these girls, they like me. I'm an old guy. You know, <laughs> you know. I think I think they they just you know they want to pinch my cheeks or something. I don't know. It's some kind of weird. Sexual fantasy that young girls have for old guys. I don't know what's going on. Well, my girlfriend. Anyway, I'm, 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 I'm having a good time. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the nature of life. If I were like 30 years younger, watch out, boy. You would want to pull around with me. <laughs> well, my girlfriend actually was the one who I asked Amber, my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, you know, yeah. is there anybody you think would be cool to have on the show here? You know, for 2009, what would you be interested in? And she puts you on the list, so you can. My girlfriend is the one that suggested <laughs> to have you on. So yeah, she loves you, and she was really bummed that. She she couldn't be here to at least listen to the live interview tonight. She was really well, bummed about I, it, so she I loves hope she's you. Listening right now, if she is. What's your name? Her name's Amber Rose. Amber Rose. Amber Amber Rose. Amber Rose. Amber Rose. Oh, that's a lovely name, Amber Rose. Well, hi, Amber Rose. I'm. Thank you very much, and um, I'm glad you like me. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> Well, let's get into this. I really, because okay. I really want to understand. I, I mean, we're going to try to. I mean, I don't want. I hope my head don't explode. It's been a pretty active show so far. But, but one of the things, uh, you know, I mean, a, a simple question. I mean, I probably a, a basic question to kind of get the wheels rolling. I think would okay. be, you know, as far as quantum physics is concerned. Okay. Yes. As far as it's concerned. Well, yes. the world of it. Okay. You know, we live in a physical world, and I've talked about this. Doug's talked about this on the show before too. Where, you know, our impression of the physical world here is, you know, it's a it's a slow, dense world we live in. Everything's very heavy. I mean, God, I'm holding a pen in my hand, and if I let it go, boom, it hits the floor within a couple, not even a second. Right. We live in a very heavy, slow-moving, dense physical world. Now, the quantum realm, though, the as far as quantum physics is concerned, okay. Um, how would that, I mean, how, how is this different? How would it be different from the physical realm that we live in? If the, that's assuming that there is a quantum type realm. Is there, do you follow what I'm saying though, Dr. Oh, I, I follow absolutely perfectly exactly what you're saying. 
but let me try to explain this to you because it's 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 a kind of your question is really believe it or not you're saying to me explain to me the history of physics because that's really no really really that that's what we started out with we started out with why is the world so heavy and dense and ooky and you know yeah and 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 now so how do we get to uh, quantum physics and and all that weird stuff going on there what's going on well um. What are the things, you, and you mentioned you're just dropping something on the floor, and wow, and it dents, it falls, and you know, that kind of stuff. All of that stuff, just like you just explained it, is itself, when you think about it and try to understand it, is a huge mystery. Gravity, for example, the fact that when you drop something, it falls, is very weird. I mean, it is a very strange thing. We've gotten used to living in this weird strangeness, so we don't go jumping through the floor every time we drop something and it falls. But, geez, why does, why don't it just think where it is? What makes it go down? And, you know, if we're standing here in, in, in Michigan, uh, two miles north of uh, Detroit, or in Canada, or if we're on the other side of the globe, which I would guess might be someplace in uh, Australia somewhere, and maybe closer to, yeah, maybe Australia, um, they're dropping things too, and they're all going down, but we know the world's round, so how, why, what does that mean? They go, suddenly, your mind starts to think, and realize that up and down is just a relative way of explaining the nature of gravity, uh-huh. which is a kind of strange warping of space and time. In fact, the warping of space and time wasn't there, and now I'm, now I'm jumping from what we saw in the early times looking at gravity to what we now understand gravity is. We have moved into a realm where suddenly space and time itself ain't that good old solid stuff that we can rely on. Right now, for example, you probably drive a car to get to work, go someplace, or wherever you're going. Yeah. You probably have a global positioning uh, device in your car which says, turn left at the corner of blah, blah, and blah, blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you turn left and it says, no, dummy, no, no, you, the next corner, not this corner. You know, it corrects <laughs> you and it talks to you, you know. Yeah. And you wonder, how is that working? What is going on? Well, there's a satellite that's willing about something like, 12,500 to 25,000 miles above where you are, and it's every time you, your car moves, it sends a signal up to that satellite, and that satellite sends back down to you coordinates of where you are. But how can it know where the heck you are? Well, it has to know what time it is to know where you are. In other words, what I'm trying to explain to you is that the way the world works and how we've come to understand the world has gotten more and more into that ethereal, weird kind of stuff, which has to do with time and space and uh, technology based upon quantum physics and not so much on the hard, real hard stuff that we're kind of grown accustomed to be used to. I mean, you know, that's... So actually, when you look at these these satellites, these clocks, because these satellite clocks are whirling about in space and are in gravitational fields themselves, we find that the clocks get start to run a little bit fast up there. Uh-huh. Why are they running fast? Because it turns out there's a gravitational shift of all clocks on Earth from the clocks up there, 
and there's also another kind of ship which had made them speed up a little bit, but they slow. But I'm sorry, uh, uh, slow down a little bit, but they they speed up a lot more than they slow down. And that shifting actually has to be adjusted by our clocks down here, sending them signals saying you're running too fast. Why are they running fast? They're atomic clocks. What makes them run fast? Mm-hmm. What makes them run fast is something called the general theory of relativity. There's a relativistic effect that gravity is really affecting time, or to put it better, space and time, when it's distorted, when it, when it distorts in a certain way, actually creates the, the, the expression of gravity. So what we're experiencing right now are we're living in a time-space warped world. Your head, if you stand up, is in a slightly different warped position than your feet when you're standing up. Mm-hmm. Your feet is closer to the center of the, of, of, of the Earth, and it's in a gravitationally slightly stronger field than where your head is. So that means your head's in a weaker field. It means the clocks in your head are running slightly faster than the clocks at your feet. In other words, even through your whole body, there is no such thing as absolute now, because there is no absolute now through which we can measure that way. So these are the things that we've learned, we've come to learn. And when you get down to quantum physics, it puts more awareness into the show. It even says, hey, man, not only is time distorted and space distorted and affects gravity and changes to how we look at the cosmos and the Big Bang and the whole universe, okay? And this all comes from the question, why is it so dense this world we live in? What's this inertia we live in? But it actually it actually starts to change mm-hmm. how we understand time to behave when we're dealing in this realm of quantum physics. And what we find there is that time doesn't run linearly straightforward. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Every once in a while, it not only skips a peak, but it actually goes backwards in time, and then forward, and then backwards, and then forward. On the average, it drifts forward, but if it didn't have these time flips going on, quantum physics wouldn't work, and if quantum physics doesn't work, your television screen doesn't work, and if your television screen, your computer doesn't work, and if your computer doesn't work, your car doesn't work, and if your car doesn't work, and bangle, bangle, bangle. All of our technology is based upon the fact that time and space and quantum mechanics has to be weird and warping and changing of what we normally commonly think of, the good old heavy stuff, inertia, constant time, constant space. Mm-hmm. So all that is really a kind of illusion. What? So that's, this is what makes it interesting and fascinating for people when they start to learn what's really going on in their ordinary common experiences. Well, okay, and that's that kind of ties in this thought I had too. We've talked about the quantum, like I mentioned, I said quantum realm as opposed to quantum physics. Okay, right. um, quantum. There's been we've talked to people about this as far as the afterlife is concerned, yeah. um, and we've talked about that earlier in the show tonight, ironically enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're talking about you know the afterlife, and we've been told there's there's ideas out there that there's the physical realm. We've discussed that the heavy yeah. physical realm. Okay, uh, and there is a, a realm that we could go to. There's all types of rules and stuff involved with there. Uh, but there is a realm that I've been told that we possibly could go to as a disembodied being called the quantum realm. Okay. Now, the idea that I've been told, again, these are, these are things that I've learned, uh, is that, and it kind of ties with what I think we're talking about here as far as quantum physics is concerned, is that in the dense physical world we live in here, our lives basically are on a linear time scale. Like you mentioned things about driving in the car. Well, yeah, I'm going to go to work tomorrow. 
um, I got to be there, let's say, at 9 a.m. It's a half an hour drive to work, so that means I have to be on the road by at least 8.30 in the morning to get myself there by 9 a.m. because there is a linear time that I have to follow to get me there, and I'm, I'm constra- I am constrained by linear time itself. In the quantum realm, what we've been told is that it, it, it isn't exactly, it's not the same. Um, you don't, when you think of something, it just kind of, you may just go there. There isn't any type of, you know, linear time involved. You just kind of go from one, one point A to point B and that's it. There isn't that linear idea with, involved with that. Are you following what I'm saying so far? Or do I sound like a complete yeah, kook? No, right no, now? I find what you say, but, but I have to kind of slow you down a little bit and ask you a little bit more about what you mean when we go there. That's the interesting, the, the thing that you mentioned, which has to be pointed out, is what you mean by saying, when we go there, as if we're going to another realm. So no. I need to get you get clear in your mind as to what, you, what you're actually saying to me well, let's when just, asking that. Let's just so, say that you're in the, okay, the physical realm, like I said, uh, if I want to go somewhere, it's going to take me a half an hour to go there. I am constrained by that time. Now, again, this is what I've been told, and maybe this hasn't been fleshed out. There needs to be more questions asked about this, because what I've been told is in, in this quantum realm, where quantum physics may apply is that, you know, it isn't really a matter of having to get in the car, start the car up, warm the car up, and then drive to your destination. It's a matter of thinking it. Boom. You think about it and you just go there. It sounds insane, but these are the things well, that we've learned. I never heard that. Who, who told you that? Well, there's been a few people we've talked to over the years on, uh, about this idea. It's been, it's floated around back and forth. It's just, it's just kind of something that floats around the paranormal community about the quantum realm itself. And, uh, and just, uh, just existence itself, you know, a disembodied soul. And yeah, it's something that I thought about and it, it kind of seemed to apply to this discussion. Well, um, as I said, there's gotta be some things to be clear. But let me try to clarify what you're asking about. <laughs> okay, alright. If, if you don't mind, my No problem, no, no problem uh, at all. I'm, and when I, when I teach or when I try to clarify something, I always, Try to use an example from everyday life that we are, um, that we know of, or from our knowledge base that we already have, in order to explain through metaphor this weird stuff that we don't really have much experience about. Okay. So let me explain something about the different realms, the quantum realm, the great, okay, the realm. Okay. Right now, if you in, were to walk around on the outside world from here to there on your street or whatever, yeah. you would more or less get the feeling that you're walking on some kind of plane, that the uh, Earth was really a flat plane. In fact, that's what people thought for a long time until they discovered the world was round. And there are many people even today that believe that the world ain't round at all. That's some, some kind of optical illusion created by weird people who make these optical illusions. <laughs> I mean, really, there are people who believe that. So, so uh, flat earthers are called, or what do they call? Flat earth, flat earth society, okay. yeah. Flat earth society. Okay, so, so here we have a, so, so as far as a practical, uh, hardcore reality of the hard stuff that's out there, we're working, we're living on a flat plane, okay? And, and so forth. Now, as we go, as we walk, say, or ride, whatever, we, we allow that you can go off the ground a little bit, but as we fly, we fly in a straight line, and pretty soon we end up in Australia or something like that, and uh, so, you know, and we, as far as we look, we look down below, and it's got to look pretty flat down there, so it looks like we're flying, you know, in a flat world. But actually, we've moved to the other side of the world when we go on to Australia, let's say. Uh-huh. But that doesn't have any meaning for us because we don't see any difference. 
We just see us going one direction. There we are. We don't sense any other side of the world. What does that mean? We've gone into another dimension. <laughs> that sounds really, really scary. We're in another dimension? Yes, we've gone into the third dimension. And what, ah, what is that? Third dimension? My God, I thought we were living on a flat plane. We're, 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 I, I see there's maybe a little bit of third dimension here, but I don't pay much attention unless I'm flying an airplane. But my God, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, when you're talking about the subatomic realm or the quantum realm and you're comparing it to the classical realm, the tendency is to think of the quantum realm as another dimension, which is foreign, another realm, something which is not there, which is you got to do something special to get there or you think you're there or whatever you were talking about before. Uh-huh. The point is you are at this second, this nanosecond, this nano-nano-nano-nanosecond, there. You're already in that realm, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and uh, your sensory experiences, which are being bombarded from that realm, are being bombarded at such a rate that what you're getting is a kind of like a hailstorm averaging out of that realm, which is giving you a sense and an illusion, like a motion picture that flies before your eyes, one frame following the other, very rapidly, uh-huh. of continuous solid reality. But there ain't nothing solid out there. <laughs> so you're yeah. living in the illusion of hard core reality, mm-hmm. but you're actually in a very soft wispy reality mm-hmm. which is bombarding you at such a rate that you have the experience of it being hardcore in much the same way that you look at a rotating propeller and you say there's nothing there but don't stick your head in there because you get it cut off <laughs> yeah exactly and so the whole point of this discussion is to say to everybody who's listening out there these are really weird realms that you're talking about, the spiritual realms, the realms of these other, these mind-field realms. Mm -hmm. You're in them. You never left them. You're already there. You're weird whether you like it or not. You may not wish to acknowledge (laughs) your weirdness. You may not wish to acknowledge that you have a brain that is being bombarded by all kinds of weird stuff from particles going backwards and forwards in time to the very nucleus itself, which has a quark gluon feel, which is going, <laughs> and that is making things very solid and firm, giving little atoms a sense of, I'm here, I'm here, I'm really here, I'm here, I'm here. And wow. all of that, all of that, all of that is happening at a pretty high, rapid rate. And what's interesting about all of that is that for the most part, we don't pay attention to it. It becomes, it forms what is called the great sea of unconscious awareness of the world that we live in. But we are capable of entering to some extent, depending on our intent and how we go about entering into it, we're capable of entering into it and observing aspects of it that sometimes come out to appear to us to be kind of strange, kind of ghost-like, mm. kind of like 
Aunt Matilda's talking to me, and she died 20 years ago, <laughs> kind of like. Because the mind is filled with all kinds of stuff. There, you know, there was a recent rest. Remember the, all the big stuff about UFO close encounters of the fourth kind that was happening years back? We don't hear much about them right now. But there was this huge raft of people having these close encounters and being it, mm-hmm. uh, taken up in the spaceships, uh, having their sexual organs organs manipulated, being impregnated, uh-huh. or, or sperm or eggs being taken, or some other kind of stuff. Or cows, you know, being uh, dropping weirdly in the in the field. We remember this whole kind of ghostly realm of stuff going on. The X Files was with us for a long time. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, and it sort of got died out right now. Is it really, I mean, are the, are the ETs really not paying as much attention to us right now? Well, or is it something that we have in our power of our minds to be able to perceive realities which even if others may not see them, several people may be able to see simultaneously? That seems to be the kind of evidence we have. This ET stuff may be something from a mind realm which is not at all as we commonly think of it, because we kind of think of mind as being that wispy stuff, which is not really very meaty, and mm-hmm. uh, the meat, which is our bodies, being very meaty but not very mindful. <laughs> and we somehow think of these two as being very separate, but maybe there's some kind of really overlap between the two, and that uh, what we project or see as an out there may not actually have solid inertial properties but if two or more people begin to see them, and if they can possibly have more sensory experiences of them, who's to say whether they're real or not? I don't know how to decide that because, you know, if I'm having a, an, a, an, uh, a weird experience or what, what I call a weird experience, if I'm seeing Aunt Matilda or something like that, mm-hmm. that may be very personal to me, but Joe Blow next door is uh, seeing uh, Uncle George. Uh, and he doesn't know Aunt Matilda from Sam. So, you know, so, I mean, are, are, is Aunt Matilda and Uncle George, are they really there? Are they somehow in some realm uh, floating above us in some kind of way? It's more likely that they're in the minds and the memories and the conflagration, I don't even know what the right word is easier, the configurations of, of the various neuron firing patterns and mind patterns which make up uh, the minds of the individuals who are having these experiences, and so they're having them. But the whole point is it's not so separate. It's not that the mm-hmm. mind is separated from the body. It's a, so it, it gets into this kind of blurry area. Wow. <laughs> and Wow, we need to take a break. <laughs> I, I gotta process this. No, I, I we're going to take a quick break here. I think, but that that I'm is. Sorry, so... I didn't mean to blow your mind. No, that, no, that's what I do. Down. That's what I do here. This is what we like to have happen to us here. That's where I think the real ground gets covered here, and I think it's fascinating. And I know, Doug, are you still out there, man? Are you listen? Are you are you still here with us, Doug? Oh, I'm definitely here. And I was thinking, though, that you were asking about the ethereal realm. Well, y- um. And then we went into these quantum realms, then we were into the spiritual realms, and I'm like, okay, I need a map. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point, Doug. We need a map, because these realms are created from mind. We have created these realms from mind and from experiences that people have had in these realms. I've been in, listen, 
You're talking to a guy that's hung out with ayahuasca shamans in the middle of the jungle, and if you think that I haven't taken on, gone on journeys and seen some really weird stuff, you're wrong. I have, and I understand what those realms are, maybe because I've had the realms, I've gone there because I'm a physicist, and I kind of think my way through stuff. But uh, it's wow. not that they're not real. They're real in a very real sense. In fact, when I told shamans where I had gone and what I had seen, they started to laugh. And I said, what are you guys laughing at? I said, oh, we've, we've been there. We know those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was funny to me. I mean, you know those guys? I mean, I don't, you know, first time I met them, and they said, oh, yeah, we know those guys. Those are the spirits of this planet, blah, blah, blah. They had it all figured out. <laughs> wow. So here, here's an objectivity to a totally subjective experience. Wow. Let's just take a quick, yeah, let's take a break. We need to, we, we... <laughs> We need to, I need to just process here for a second. Are you, is that okay with you, Dr. Wolf? Is that, you just want to? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's take a quick break. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Keith. And, uh, Doug, are you still there, brother? And I'm Doug, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to be back here in a couple seconds. Okay. For more info, visit ghostlytalk.com. Interested in ghosts, UFOs, how about the occult? Are you psychic? Would you like to find out? Well, if you're intrigued by the world's curiosities and all that is paranormal, then Paralore.com is a place for you. Create your own profile, start a photo album, write a blog, or just hang out and watch countless hours worth of paranormal videos while chatting with other Paralore members. Who knows? You could win a prize or two if you're quick and brave enough. It's all here, and it's all free. Visit www.paralore.com and join today. Again, membership is free, and we know you won't be disappointed. Paralore.com. Unlock your mind. Dearest friends, do you ever wonder, who am I? Why am I here? What is the meaning of life? Why do I keep repeating the same patterns, and how can I change them? Why am I free from being able to have the life that I've always dreamed of? And what is stopping me from having this? How do I meditate? What is an aura? And how do I see one? How can I come to a sense of well-being physically and spiritually always? How can I remain in a state of absolute love, that soulful love felt and expressed from within the heart of the soul, or we may say unconditional love, bliss, peace, and spiritual oneness in life continuously? Dr. Patty Diamond Lady Diamond, in co-creation with Spirit, shows you the path through the new book called Stepping into Spiritual Oneness, Spiritual Rememberings of the Soul Through Life Experience, available at Diamond Lady Publishing www.diamondladypublishing.net
Feel like there's something happening in your home or business? Something you can't explain? Do you think that whatever is happening seems to be paranormal? Do they exist? Florida Ghost Hunters at FloridaGhostHunters.com are looking for haunted locations throughout Central Florida. Let the team at Florida Ghost Hunters investigate your paranormal experience. Their mission is to disprove a haunting with science, to find a reasonable explanation to a problem, and whatever is left becomes evidence. FloridaGhostHunters.com If you've experienced paranormal activity in your home or business, you are urged to visit FloridaGhostHunters.com and click Need Help. <gasps> FloridaGhostHunters.com Oh, yes, the sound of garbage cans. Yes. We are so having with a Douglas Scott. What did you guys? All There's right. Something about you wanted to get into into out of body experiences. O O B E. Yeah. I thought I would start off with the song. Ooby ooby ooh, ooh, it's so inviting. Ooby ooby ooh, it's so strange and weird. So romantic, strangers in the night, and all you know we want to you know it's so strange to talk about out of body experience. What does that really mean? What is yeah. going on here? And then I think a moment. And I think, well, wait a minute. Here you guys are, and are you really there? I mean, I got this instrument held to my head, and there's voices coming into my ear, but. Is this telephone really here, or am I having some kind of out-of-body experience right now? In fact, wait a minute. This isn't my body. Who's this guy wearing a green? This isn't me. I must be having a strange experience. You you can get into that kind of stuff, too. But what I'd like to get into right now is children. 
Okay. Children are very interesting if you observe them dispassionately. And one thing I like to talk about is children, when they're really young, they sleep a lot. Why do they sleep so much? There's so much world out there to explore. What the heck are they spending all that time sleeping? And in the womb, they sleep like 21, 22 hours, or I don't know, maybe all the time. What are they doing? What's going on there? And then when they, for the first like, year to the third year or so, they're still sleeping like 12 to 14 hours. What's going on? What we find out is they're going into REM sleep, a lot of REM sleep. Now, what the heck do kids have to REM sleep about? Well, what they're doing is they are integrating experiences from the outside world, which they have when they wake up, you know, like, <laughs> little rattle shaking up, and they try to grab it or something like that, uh, and then some weird face comes in, oh, he's such a crazy little weedy, weedy, weedy. Who's that weird person talking to me like that? Why doesn't he speak English or Chinese or something that I can understand? You know, and, and, and so, so the kid is integrating all these weird experiences that are coming from the outside world, and back to sleep again to try to figure it all out. Uh-huh. Try to integrate it, put everything together, I mean, make a map, try to figure out what's going on. Finally, when the kid starts moving around, he has a lot of hard time not only controlling his muscles, but the he- most of the time he wants to go back to sleep. He wants to go out of his body. In fact, most of the time he is out of his body, and all that learning is teaching him how to get into his body. In other words, mind, which is like a field, is trying to integrate itself into an individual egocentric little being there who is going to learn to master moving that body around. In other words, the kid is learning yoga whether he likes it or not. And this is really bringing out a body into the body. Most people think they're not, they think they're, they're never out of the body. Most people think they're in their bodies all the time. Very few people are. Most people are wandering all over the place in their heads. Where, where, where the heck are they? You know, you could you could, you could literally uh, drop a brick on them. They probably wouldn't even feel it. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it maybe they would. I don't know. But, uh, but, but for the most part, you know, they're really, really kind of like in lost in thought. You've heard that saying before, or you know, you know, it's all it's that these experiences are are as far removed from body awareness and body consciousness as you can as you can talk about when you go to sleep. There's a natural tendency to go out of body, and but it's something that you know that uh, little midges will wake you up again and bring you back into your body. You don't nobody sleeps straight through the night. There's little things that come. I wake you up here, wake you up. Oh, they go back sleep. They always wake you up, go back sleep. You're constantly become when you're going out of body when you're having an out of body experience. It could last for maybe a minute or two, and you're not having this experience of being nudged into wakefulness and uh, lucid dreams in which the whole brain gets fired in a very interesting, very energetic pattern mm-hmm. in which you're having experiences as if they were real. And then there are the Tibetan uh, mystics who do toka uh, meditation in which they meditate on something for such a long time that they can hold the image of it for minutes even though the object is since gone. It becomes such a strong field that I understand. I don't know if this is true, but I understand from from uh, from the works uh, from from certain writers who've written about this uh, that uh, when a 
Tibetan monk is, is meditating, uh, holding his image in his head strongly because he's really looked at it. Another monk who's just learning could come into the same room and start to meditate, and the first thing that pops into his mind is the image of the other monks holding in his head. And if you get a lot of monks in there holding an image in their head, suddenly they, they're looking at it, and it looks as objectively real. I think it gets, I think it gets even stronger because there are more minds, more integration, more overlaps of the, of, of the brain power going on, mm-hmm. that they all begin to see the same thing. And so this really is, you know, the, we're going to talk about Audubon, talk about UFO phenomena, and we begin to see this kind of scale being multiplied uh, as a result of this uh, kind of mind-to-mind communication, if you will, or uh, brain power uh, empowering the mind, which is not necessarily contained in the body anyway. So we're, we're having this kind of overlapping stuff, and then we'll talk about not only UFOs, but uh, talk about people that have near-death experiences and so forth, that's the relaxation. That's going back into the mind field, which you've always been in, but not having the body to concern itself with. With our ayahuasca or shamans, when you take ayahuasca, which is kind of like a poison, your brain starts to go a little bit bananas trying to figure out what memory circuits to ignite to get you to stop poisoning yourself. <laughs> you stupid jerk, what are you doing? You're killing yourself. You can't do that. And meanwhile, the brain says, oh, well, the guy is not listening to me. He's obviously going to keep doing it. So the brain starts to look for The mind begins to interact with the brain in such a way that you go to alternative realities that you've always held in your mind to see if there's some way out of the predicament that you're in. <laughs> Right. And so you suddenly start seeing plants talking to you, and uh, Uncle Joe is there, and uh, and as the shamans say, they start talking to their ancient ancestors. I mean, many of these very strange things begin to make sense to me when you understand them from the point of view that mind is not instantly and only contained within each individual brain and nervous system. That mind is a field which can lie outside of that. And I think that's... Uh, uh, that opens up the door to what we mean by subjectivity. Subjectivity then becomes a way of proceeding, a means by which one proceeds, a set of tools that one develops to privatize one's experience from the outside world of experience. And each person can learn to do that differently. For example, a person who sings and gets on a stage and lets out all of their emotions, and you suddenly feel like crying or rejoicing, or you have a huge sexual excitement because that gal looks so good or that guy looks so good. <laughs> and, and, and you wonder, what is going on? Well, that person is letting go of their minefield in a way that you don't normally do. You're, we tend, you know, if you're not on a stage, you're not a performer, you don't tend to inhibit you. You keep yourself locked under certain you know, ways of thinking, ways yeah. of being in, within your body. And when you take an actor's workshop, which I haven't, but I understand this is what they have to do, they get you to unlock those doors oh. so that even a shy person can become a very extroverted type of uh, performer. Well, that is a shell that people are, I mean, concerning this subject. I mean, I think that's what that's where that whole term comes from, where you're coming out of your shell. You know, yeah, like you said, right. a shy person, you know, if they can learn how to unlock these these things within their mind field, right? Exactly. Uh, they can they can they can go off. They can just they can just go and and express themselves and be an extroverted type person when normally, you know, 
I think maybe, and you've seen people, I mean, I don't want to dwell on music and art and stuff like that, because I love to do that, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> you've seen people throughout history that, you know, performers, musicians, that when they were doing their thing, they were, they were just, it was like you could feel the fire and the emotion coming off of that person through their instrument, or if they were singing, or if they were acting, whatever it may be. Right. But then when you talk to that person afterwards, they're very quiet, and I've met people like this personally. They're very quiet. They don't talk that much. They can't. Right. They, they can't look you in the eye that much. They're very shy people, and maybe yeah. maybe they have that that they have that within them where they can turn that switch on. All right. Well, it's it's more like they have learned that there is a persona, um, which means that's a French comes from the French word persona, person, which means mask. There is a persona, a mask that they use to uh, rest, to withhold feelings, uh, and they know how to change that persona, that mask, so that when they're performing, it's a, it's got, it's a sieve. It lets stuff out. It doesn't hide the the real intense feelings that are inside. And why, why does an audience start to go, well, I like that guy, or I like that person, or like you're, uh, your your girlfriend, so, uh, something Rose. What was your name again? Oh, Amber Rose. Amber Rose. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Amber. Uh, <laughs> Amber Rose. You know, something about what I let out when I'm on film. And by the way, I let stuff out. I mean, I I, I don't try to be you know mincy wincy about uh, <laughs> being holier than now because I have a pile of higher than deeper degree. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I I don't do that kind of stuff. So so people. People kind of, you know, they kind of like that. They say, oh, this guy, this guy's a human being. Well, you know, I'm I'm no different than you, mm-hmm. but I'm letting my stuff out. So by letting my stuff out, hopefully it'll encourage you to let your mask go for a little while and let your stuff out. Be creative. Open up your doors. Let that mind of yours, let that experience of yours, take down that persona, take down that mask of yours, and, and let the world see who you are. And when you start doing that, then you begin to see the strangeness of the world in a different way than you normally have come to see it. I get lots, tons of emails from people, Dr. Wolf, I've been trying this, I've been trying that, and I'm so miserable, I'm so terrible. And I say, well, you're just in an ego trip right now. You know, you're, you're just, you know, you've got the I'm, I'm poor me mask on your face, and you're going to keep that glued on for a while because you're probably getting some benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And I've had Vietnam War veterans come up to me and they say, I can't get over the experience. I kill people. I, you know, I, I feel terrible. I want to kill, I want to kill yeah. myself. And I said, you know, I, I'm feeling, I, I'm, I can't be worth very much. I said, man, you're on an ego trip. I said, just because you're thinking less of yourself doesn't make you a, uh, it doesn't mean you're not, you're, you're not on an ego trip. That's an ego trip. Mm-hmm. Thinking anything of yourself is an ego trip. I think I'm great. I think I'm SH. You know the rest of the letters. Yeah. <laughs> if you think if you think those kind of things about yourself, then you are on an ego trip. And so the whole idea is, master of life is the person who knows the ego trips that he can put himself on, and knows and is in control of those ego trips at all time in life. If you can do that, you're called a master. And that's all mastery of life is. It's nothing more than that. It's not being smarter 
or dumber, or more beautiful, or more ugly, or higher than higher, or lower than lower, or bigger than bigger, or faster than faster. It's simply mastery of the masks that you call yourself that aren't yourself, but seeing them as your masks and using them to to do the things that you, in your heart of hearts, desires to do. Well, Doctor, I and I, I really can identify with this, and I know Doug's probably sitting there with his jaw on the floor, too, because just doing this little show that we do every week, um, you know, we've been at this for a little while now, and I know that, you know, even though we're pretty much the same people doing the show than we are when we're not doing the show, that's what we we like to think the show is about, is it's a real show but done by real people. But, I mean, for example, I'll get done tonight, and I will be I will be a bit drained from doing the show. I mean, and I am every week because I know I'm put, I'm, you know, every week and, you know, Doug, feel free to chime in on this too. If you want, I know every week when we do this show, we try to push beyond ourselves and we try to learn more things. And hopefully the listening audience tries to learn more things too. And we're, we're stepping out too. You know, we go to work every day. We sit there and do our jobs and stuff, but this is these three hours we have for this week. It's our time to step out also and really express ourselves and have our guests express themselves. And, you know, it's, it, I know I feel different every week after I'm done, after every show. Not in a bad way. I mean, some days I'm, you know, especially this week, I'm going to be tired. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a good tired though. I mean, it's a feeling of accomplishment. It's a feeling of, of learning something new. It's a feeling of going beyond ourselves again once more to see, you know, and, and learn all this interesting stuff. Um, so I can really identify with this idea and, you know, there is that ego. I mean, there's ego with everything. I mean, even to come here and put together this show and, and talk to you, I mean, there's ego involved with that. We're saying that we can do this thing. We can do this no matter what, and we're here doing that. So, yeah, it, it, it's such a, oh, wow, I'm done. <laughs> I, I could go on for days about I, this, Dr. Wolf. I mean, do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Do you follow what I'm saying, though? I'm following that you are now feeling inspired. And that I like to see. I like to encourage you to keep not only doing what you're doing, but do more. I mean, if you want, if you're so inclined, if you feel the urge to move into even higher fields of whatever you want to do, and notice that what you're doing is benefiting others because they're listening to you and they want to know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. And keep keep it up because that's exactly what needs to be done. Oh man! Wow! I. I... Yeah, you know, and this sucks because it's the end of the show. God, I'm so bummed right now because I could talk to you for hours, Dr. Wolf, about this stuff. And really, I mean, th- there is all this weird stuff. We talked about all this weird stuff, but it always seems, and this is something that I always say a lot in this show is that it's taken me all these years of studying all this weird stuff out there to really understand the real world around me. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's very wise. I mean, now, now, well, that's, that's, Exactly where your mind should be. I, I, I applaud you. Not many people would say that. I, that's really what it comes down to. And unfortunately, God, it's coming down to like the wire here. We're like right on the <laughs> last second. I'm, Dr. Wolf, just hang on the line for one second. Don't leave us just yet. Okay. We're just going to close oh, the show okay. out. I, I have, Doug, are you still there, man? 
Yes, yes, I am still here. Doug's enjoying watching my meltdown occur right live on the air here, and he he's going to kick <laughs> no, back. I have to agree with ninety nine point nine 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 percent of it because I'm right there with you. Yeah, it, this okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to do this like like the amateur that I am. I have to thank all of the wonderful people uh, that were on the show tonight. First and foremost, Doctor Fred Allen Wolf yes. for just wow. I. Uh, uh, we'll do, okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, Miriam Delicato for just some great ideas. We talked about so much wonderful stuff with her. Dr. Dennis Riga and Michelle Zabo we talked about, afterlifedata.com. Fantastic website. Check that out. Uh, submit your commercials. Uh, we do have Please. a winner for the for the DVD giveaway to the night. Keith Brewer for stepping in and playing guest oh. host tonight. Thank you so much, Keith, for hanging out. Doug, Mr. Mr. Doug, the man down there in Florida right now, um, thank you also for hanging out all night we, when you could have been probably laying on the beach somewhere. Well, thank you for running the show, and, and I have to say thank you to each and every listener. I hope you all got uh, as much out of this as we did, and, and even more, because uh, yeah, really uh, special. the show is, is for, for the listeners as well. I mean, we like to learn and grow, but it's for everybody. Yeah, and I hope that everybody out here takes something away from this show, because it, it mean, just... My head just like, thum, 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 thum. it's just done right now because, I mean, we're thinking here. We're really trying to put our heads into this thing. Oh, man. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to quit my rambling and all that fun stuff. I'm done here. Dr. Wolf, hang on the line. Don't leave us just set. Like I said, we're going to close the show out. This has been Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Keith. And I am Doug. And we'll see you guys next week when we're in better shape. <laughs>